When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, welcome back to Zero Dikes. We have a new segment we're trying out here. It's called Hams and Eggs, where we cook up a hot conversation with another fellow hams-loving guest. Are we okay with that? We love the name. Thank you, Hams, for your Thank you. generous sponsorship. So much. We love you, Hams. All right, Bill, take us away. All right, today we... You know, we've been looking forward to this debut of Hams and Eggs for at least five years. This is the first, the first edition, the first guest, lovingly known as Brother Dave. Dave, how are you tonight? I'm doing pretty good. Hams. Let me. Hams pr- can I jump in? I'm sure yeah. everyone thought it was Rick Fieldsman. Um, nope, He's unreliable. Not yet. Not yet. So we have Brother Dave. He's proven unreliable. Sorry to it interrupt you there, Bill. Just wanted no, to throw no. it out there. It sounded good. All three of us sound pretty good together, which is amazing. Um, Dave, <laughs> we've known each other a long time. You've known Dan for a long time. We have probably been in a chat room together before, after a few hams. That's um, true. So this is not unfamiliar. <laughs> okay, so audience, that is, uh, some of you have met Brother Dave, some of you have not. Dave, let me give you a little background. Dave is actually a celebrity guest. Dave has worked for multiple NFL franchises as well as an NFL Europe standout. And we're going we're gonna to ask questions. A lot of them are going to be very pointed, very personal. Oh, no. And Uh-oh. we're going to see where it goes from there. Uh, okay, so, Dave, you started your career as a public relations intern for the Jets. You worked for them in 2002, 2003. You and I actually met at the Memorial Stadium press box during week 15 of the 02 season when the Bears played down in Champaign for a year. You worked for the Jets. Besides our instant chemistry, what do you remember from that day? I remember Bears win. That's uh, That was the main takeaway. Wayne Krebet trying to jump over. I don't recall the defensive back fumbling. Bears win. Jets lose. Yeah, Everyone's happy. <laughs> Except for the fact that we had to be in Champagne for the weekend, but oh, you watch your oh, mouth! Wow, well, those are fighting words. All right, brother Dave, I got uh, so 2002, and shame on anyone who says I'm not a big research guy. I did a deep dive of the 2002 Jets. Week eight was the infamous "you play to win the game" from your boy Herm Edwards. Yeah, now couple questions did you in fact script that for him and if not what was the pr reaction to that stupid stupid quote if by script you mean 
had to transcribe the the press conference afterwards. Yes, I did. But uh, um, I, I recall a few looks going across the press room, wondering uh, what, did you what, know, what have we gotten did ourselves you know into. It, did you know at the time that that was going to be played over and over and over? Uh, yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty clear that that would be that would be a highlight, maybe a highlight or <laughs> at least uh, memorable. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. one of my favorites along with the uh, Denny Green. Like I feel like they go, we crown their asses, and you play to win the game. To me, I almost mix them up and don't I remember who said what. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give you credit for that one, Dave. Cheers to you. That's a hams on that one. Ham. Oh, that is a hams. That is a that's a hams cheer. Um, a little quick follow-up on that, too. Um, how did Herm Edwards' mustache look in the flesh? Wormy. I would say worm-like. <laughs> very, very crawly. So more caterpillar I'm jealous. Then? What's that? Like a fuzzy caterpillar than a worm? That'll do it. Did, uh... Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry about that. This is our first time. You know, we don't this know what we're doing. This is our first time. Sorry, we're just tripping all over each other, hams. Uh... Damn. So, 2 was that the year they won the, the AFC East title that year as well? AFC East champions. We, uh, yeah, started it, one and four. Suck it, anyone who says I'm not a research guy. Big time research guy. Deep diver. Deep, deep diver. Started the year one and four. Vinny Testaverde benched for, in favor of Chad Pennington, then came back to win the division. Hot questions here at Hams and Eggs. Hams. Okay, let's move on to 2004. We are going to go back to the Scottish Claymore. Okay, okay. Don't get me wrong, okay? So don't panic. Oh. Don't panic. That is a highlight that I can't wait to dive really deep into. Whoops. So 2004, you come back uh, from Scotland. You worked one more year with the Jets. You get an opportunity of a lifetime mm. to be a writer for Packers.com. What sure. was living in Green Bay like, really? It was cold. It was um, dark. And it was not a lot of fun. But. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, how long after you moved to Green Bay did Brett Favre send you his first dick pic? Immediately. 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 Okay, give me your thoughts yeah. on that. I think when you cross the, when you cross the border, it. It just pops just, up on your phone. Uh, it's an airdrop it's a, situation. It's a Brett Favre Amber very, Alert. Very advanced. Very advanced in in the early 04s. Okay. What? Great. And did then backup quarterback and current Eagles head coach Doug Peterson also show you his penis? It was very gray. Very gray. <laughs> Doug Peterson was on that team? Yeah, he backup was, quarterback. He feels a lot Number older 18. than that. Oh, I'm a big research yeah, guy. I, I've been saying it for years. <laughs> Hams. Um, Hams. So how did it, was it difficult to write for one of the biggest trash organizations in the league? Like, how did you pull that out? To, I'm sure you had to write some articles blowing or backup tackle at some point. Uh, how hard was that? How hard was I? Yep, on a scale of... <laughs> Wet noodle, seven. Brett Favre, Dick. General Dick. seven. How, how hard was it? Seven. Okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, here's a segue. As we're you know talking about being hard, how weird in general was the public relations life? Being in locker rooms, 
you know, all the players had their meat puppets flapping left and right all the time. I mean, can you describe that to the audience that has never been in a locker room before in a professional setting? Um, well, that's just something you have to get used to. I don't. Well, try to get used to at least. I don't know that you ever truly do. Uh, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to ask the next question. I because I'm afraid I'd get arrested. Dan, I gotta, go ahead. Yeah. So I kind of have a serious question. I I don't even really know. I know Dave. You grew up in the Chicago land area. Did you actually grow up a Bears fan then, or were you? That's correct. So was it actually difficult to just roll in with the Packers, having probably grown up with the hate of those stupid colors and their stupid faces? <laughs> Um, are you? It was a job. I can't. Uh, Bill knows. He was. He was there for my first. Uh, first Packers home game was uh, Lovey's first game at Green Bay. Wes took him down. I was not displeased. I had to mask it, of <laughs> yeah. course. But uh, yeah, I, I, I almost kind of bums me out because I feel like media people are when you start shifting around teams, you actually have to be cool with whoever you're working for. Uh, I just I can't picture myself doing that. If I had to roll in, wor- work for the Packers, and Brett Favre sending me dick pics, that I just got to be cool with that. I don't know that I would jive, but you'd learn to love it. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got a text from Dave. Wow, that is a yep. hog. Yep. Um, all right, Dave. Dave, forwarding it. Dave, uh, there was a player on the Packers that may have been you may have been confused for is that accurate or is my memory faulty uh maybe not confused for but uh i was told a few times that i have a resemblance to chad clifton former former tackle for the green bay packers yes he's well it could be worse yeah he's slightly more successful than i doubt no nope. professionally mm-hmm. well right, I, no. disagree strong I disagree. disagree for me no right I mean, you could have been confused for Mike Holmgren, so I'd consider that a win. (laughs) All right, let's move on to a franchise that has been successful recently, historically has not. 2007 to 2011, Brother Dave worked as a marketing manager for the New Orleans Saints. Unbelievable. I mean, no, no, is that that not accurate? Marketing manager? Nope. I got okay. I want to clarify. I got this from your LinkedIn page, so that one's on you, buddy. <laughs> what? I got, I've got to, I haven't you been on there in five years. <laughs> you that can't be accurate. That. I don't know. I would log in right now after you're done looking at Brett Johnson. Um, all right. Regardless of, of your title, uh, I know when you were down there, you spent a lot of time with former Illini running back Pierre Thomas. God damn Did it. you love him as much as I did? or currently do oh i did absolutely in fact uh i ran into pierre thomas on that fateful fateful uh, january 2019 bears playoff game we were sitting about 15 feet away from each other at uh at a bar on the north side here he he seemed to take the loss a little better than i did but uh Hmm. it was it was sad are you uh, just a quick aside? Are are you in a cave splunking right now? Indeed, that's where I spend most of my days. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. Weird career shift. Um, so I'm curious, how much money did you make off of Bounty Gate? 
I've been advised not to not to reveal that that number. It's well, I'd say mid mid five to six. Okay, that's all we <laughs> need you, to know. Did you? Yeah, is it a coincidence that you left right before the punishment came down, or should we not no read into that as as much as? Uh, no, no, none at all. Is Greg no. is Greg Williams as big of a dick as we think he is? Absolutely. <laughs> but that's how that's uh that's how he's made his uh his way. Have you ever asked him why he has three G's in the name Greg? Everyone knows that third G is for genius. <laughs> Everyone knows it. No way. Is that real? Did he has he actually said that? I've never heard him say it, oh. but it's uh it, it's been said. Barf. I'll, I'll be honest, I've seen that tattooed on the small of Brother Dave's back. Accurate. Um, Dave, when, um, well, in all seriousness, did you, were there any hints of Bounty Gate when you worked for the Saints, if you're allowed to say? Was there like, no, was no, it a no thing? To be honest, I, I didn't hear anything about it, but uh, it wouldn't, it doesn't, didn't surprise me when, uh, uh, when it all came out. It was about, probably Why? about a year after I had left. But, Why is um, it not surprising? Yeah, just some of the some of the personalities involved. I, I I'm just to make sure I'm not too dumb. You you legitimately can talk about it, right? You're not like oh, okay, yeah, oh, I okay. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure if you they like made you sign something that you can't speak publicly. No. Okay, all right. Um, Dave just likes to play coy. Uh, yes, mm. very much so. Little cat and mouse. <laughs> Have you ever have you ever stood next to Drew Brees and wonder how he can throw over other non midgets? It is that, that that is impressive. He he is not one of the larger men that I worked with in my time in the NFL. But uh, yeah, it's very good, very very good. Follow up to that. Have you ever just gotten completely lost inside of his birthmark? It happened nearly on a near weekly basis. One of the reasons I, I only could could hack it there for four four seasons. Uh, I assume he went to Purdue because the birthmark looks like it's in the shape of the state of Indiana. Is that true? Um, I haven't confirmed. I just assumed. Okay. What does it taste like, his birthmark? Peach. Cobbler? Peach. Straight peach. Is it fuzzy similar to Herm Edwards' mustache? Caterpillar-like. Okay. That's good. accurate. Good, good. Peach, is it? Has he shaved it recently? <laughs> the uh, the birthmark it looks different. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a few years. But uh, I'll I'll see what I can suss okay. out. Okay. At any point, did he ever mention that on a, a game on October thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine, in the Metrodome after Purdue win over the Golden Gophers, that he shook hands with a redshirt freshman tight end at about roughly the forty yard line? In the uh, yeah, in the old Metrodome there up in Minneapolis, <laughs> did he ever bring that? Up? He did refer to that as a as a okay. life changing okay. moment, maybe a career definer. Good. Good. So I, I'm sure one I of our should listeners be proud. out there is very happy to hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not, there's no specific reason that you asked that at all. Um, okay, Dave, you you were there during a Super Bowl championship. Is that accurate? That is accurate. Did you get any of the wares? Any you know, did you get a bonus? Did you get any, you know, anything that you could send home to your parents? What'd you, what, what'd you get? What'd you get? Anything? Uh, I did get a bonus and I did get, um, let's see. What else did I get? I got a few t-shirts. I got a, a hat 
and uh, one of those rings, yes. the Super Bowl ring. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes. I have one of those. Does it have your name on it, or does it have Pierre Thomas's name on it? Had I been thinking, I would have I would have gotten Breeze put on there. <laughs> Sold Breeze. that guy. Perfect. Oh, no, I've made terrible noises. It's fine. It's fine. Just go with it. Did you say I make terrible noises? No. <laughs> Is that the name of a bar? It's not. It's. Oh, boy. Um. Do you need a change of underpants right now? <laughs> no, I'm all right. Okay. Good. I'm just knocking tables around. Brother Dave, you had, according to LinkedIn, the title of American Head of Public Relations for the Scottish Claymores of the now defunct NFL Europe. I really got to know you there. You know, you can if you if, if you want to spread any dirt about me right now, feel free. But um, okay, let's just put this out there right now. The Scottish Claymores were based in Glasgow, Scotland. Who has better looking women, Glasgow or Green Bay? Glasgow, hundred percent. Glasgow, hundred percent, one hundred percent. Is that it, is that a backhanded compliment, or is that like, mm. wow, the Glasgow ladies were foxes? Yeah, you can take that any way you want it. What what the hell is a claymore? It's a it's a sword. I'm not exactly sure. It's from Scottish lore, but uh, I don't like it. It's a. Uh, I'm sorry. It looks cool on a helmet. Okay. Um, I did once again, big, big time research guy for this. I saw yeah. there was a running back, uh, that was signed a Maurice Hicks. Maurice Hicks. Yeah. Was... From the a bears allocated yeah. player. Uh, who is that? Uh, I played, I want to say North Carolina, A and T and, uh, he he wound up. He played a few games for the 49ers, I want to say. So he he had a, sh- a brief career back uh, back here in the states, but uh, he was a good running back for for the level. These are kind of for both of you guys, I guess, because you both have experience. Were there actually decent crowds at these games, or were they pretty light in general? <clears throat> um. Yeah, there were some good crowds, especially uh, Frankfurt, Germany. When we played there, I want to say there was. 40,000 and we would usually the thing in our where we played in in Glasgow it's the it was the national soccer stadium so it's it I think the capacity was around 70,000 and we'd get like 12 or 15 so it would feel empty but it's not a bad crowd it's better than say like Idaho they're not stuffing that many people in the Kibbe Dome (laughs) so what like what was your role what was your role with them are you dealing with the local were you dealing with the U.S. media? Every every game was broadcast by Fox, in one in one capacity or another, and so we we work with them to get that uh, to to work up with the broadcast team, and then also say maybe promote, try to get uh, coverage back here, say with Maurice Hicks, see if if, if the Bears writer would have anything, or maybe his uh, a local paper from where he grew up or something like that. But I actually wound up working a lot with the with the local team in uh, or with the local media in Scotland. I, I enjoyed nice. that a lot. Um, what did you? How long until you had an actual Scottish accent? 
Oh, it's probably about 10 days. And is there an equivalent of Brett Favre over there that sent you a dick pic once you hit the uh, city limits? I'd rather not say. How many, uh, how many beers do you think you consumed in Glasgow while working for the Scottish Swords? Uh, let's see. I was there for approximately 100 days, so upwards of 3,000? That sounds about right. That, 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 that seems up. right. Yep. That does. I've been drinking with you. That definitely yeah. adds up. I, yep. uh, I have a memory of us at a Scottish bar, <clears throat> I believe, <laughs> and uh, unless this was Ireland after the league was finished. So apologies if this is way off. But anyway, the point is you have an unbelievable skill with Guinness. The, the speed with which you can drink a Guinness is ungodly. It seems unhealthy. <laughs> But it's but it's no, arousing. It's, it's perfectly it's perfectly healthy. arousing. Uh, how many do you think you can drink in a sixty second span? How many Guinnesses? Well, I would say if if we're in in Ireland slash the UK, it's it's probably double what I could drink here, but which would be four or five in sixty seconds. That's true. That, I don't no, know. If that's, I that's, think it is. No, I, I don't, honestly don't think it is because you chugged. <laughs> two Guinnesses in 10 seconds in front of my face and I and I well, thought what is this they machine? were closing and and I'm not I'm not one to waste beer <laughs> that's a good point do you uh good do you have man. a favorite memory of World Bowl week the Scottish Claymore has hosted World Bowl 8 maybe and and my it was World 11. Bowl 11 <laughs> great memory my uh, Ryan Fire were there and they we got our yeah. ass kicked participants we participants second place and uh, <laughs> uh I just all I Oh, hold yeah. on a second. Hold on a second. Is this the Super yes. Bowl of the World Bowl? It's a World Bowl. World Bowl 11. Ele- 11. 11. The biggest game in the history of all games. Of Hampton Park. Jesus. Excuse me. I did not know yeah. it lasted that long. How, was that the last one? No, I believe there Pretty were close. 13 maybe. I think it was Get I think it here. I think it was killed a few years after we tried to kill I, it from I mean I mean no no disrespect. I oh. thought it if you would I legitimately thought it lasted Three to five years. Probably should have. Not a research and guy. I was being, not being not a research guy. Not a big research guy, but holy shit, I was way off base. I no, apologize. You're fine. I, I mean, Dave, I got to be honest. I don't remember you working three minutes during uh, World Bowl week for the Claymores, I, which is fine. You, you know, took us to bars, and I bet Fox paid for it, so yeah. that was fine. It's called the, the being part of the host committee. <laughs> if your team's not playing – you got to show everybody a good time. And you did. What was the name of that bar slash club we went to? I think there was like Fog and I think Roofies. Blanket. Blankets. Bl- blanket. Get under it was their uh, was their tagline. That's amazing. <laughs> you think that place is still we were open? There. Or what do we I'd think? say they were in the uh, five days before the game. We were there upwards of eight <laughs> times. Nick, you're right about that. I absolutely, th- I, yeah, I think we had to drag multiple uh, people that we knew out of that bar, and they shall remain nameless. Um, <laughs> Just do that. So you were in. Tampa yeah, the whole uh, NFL Europe, for, all, for all six teams would uh, have. A tr- they had we had training camp in Tampa together. That's where Bill and I met. We were roommates we were. in uh, corporate housing. It was tremendous. It was pretty great, actually. Yeah. Our, yeah, our teams our teams lived uh, lived on the in the I'd say the the classiest of the uh, locations there. 
could trades happen during this? I'm trying to picture 16 kind of one training think, camp. Spot. Well, it, like, we all had our own high schools that we would practice at, and <laughs> it's very it top of the line. It's hard to and see. And it was how... bullshit because so I worked for the Rheinfire uh, out of Dusseldorf, Rhein Germany, who who probably averaged 45,000 per game, which was hilarious. And He's on uh, Baywatch, yeah, the modern marble. We had to do Coach Pete Kaharchik, hunchback. <laughs> Oh, God, old school coach. We had to do two-a-days for most of training camp. I'm not sure that the Scottish Claymores had more than three practices a week, to be honest. And your record reflected it, let's be honest. Hey, we were all 6-4. and four. Somehow your tiebreaker edged us out of World Bowl eleven. But um... Sorry, not so. so. Yeah, training camp for a month in Tampa. And it was a very weird time in American modern history because – the Iraq war was just starting, I believe like that week and the week we were supposed to go to Europe. And I know I had coach. So I had the, um, the, uh, one of the greatest tech mobile players of all time was our running backs coach, Barry Foster. And he (laughs) claimed that he was going to refuse to go to Europe because of the war. And I thought, I'm pretty sure he might've found a girlfriend in Tampa. That was part of the reason, uh, but that's 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 not slander because it was a joke, um, and and I also had Scott Milanovic, former Maryland quarterback. He was our quarterbacks coach, and they both they yep. both were going to make a huge stand. No, we are staying in America. We are not going to Europe. And of course, we went to Europe like the next day, and it was fine. What in your both, Dave? You first. What murdered NFL Europe, in your opinion? You not watching that? I think you single-handedly took it down. That's fair. Your That's lack fair. of fandom Phil? killed six franchises. Uh, well, who am I supposed to get to be attached to? I mean, go right and fire. Why? I I can only be attached to more. Only so many Maury's Hickses. Ich bin einer Flughafen. I think what killed NFL Europe was Dave's bar bill that Fox had to pay for, and they said, fuck this. Yeah, I think they, I yeah, they passed that along to the NFL yes. owners, and <laughs> that was that was quick. Kraft, Kraft had had enough pouring money into that pit. Well, this has been illuminating, a little bit erotic, <laughs> and yes, <laughs> very echoey. Very. And something that I think we should do again. I think hams and eggs is off to a hot start. I don't know about you guys. Hams. Hams and eggs. Hams. And you really dropped the ball again, Rick. This could have been you, douchebag. Thank you, Rick. Brother Dave, for joining us, taking some time out of your Friday night. We Thanks, really appreciate Dave. it. Oh, thank you for having me. Hams. See you next segment. Hams. Zero doinks. Doinks. Zero doinks. Hams and eggs. Hams and hams and eggs. Hams and eggs. We're in Indiana somewhere. I believe it's something called East Chicago, and it's Ameristar, and it's smoking hot. We're here for a very special session of hams and eggs this is our newest our hottest and most sensual segment i believe right you know we've been this is shocking audience at home if you take your pants off right now i totally understand we finally 
tracked down the elusive Rick Fieldsman. Rick, how in the hell are you doing today? Hello, fellas. It's great to be here on the Zoinks podcast. I am super, super. I just want to correct you. Did you just say Zoinks? It is, it is yeah, yeah, Scooby-Doo Okay, okay, nope, wrong, but let's let's continue. Oh, okay, okay. You look rough, Rick. <laughs> it's, it's been, been a long couple weeks. I know I've been trying to get here on the podcast. Had a bunch of car problems, some not having a license issues, and then traffic for the car that I didn't have. Just a, a bundle of errors that I've had. But Dan and Phil, it's great to finally meet you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. You know, it's, it is a pleasure. Thank you for coming. Um, you know, we've, we have a, a series of questions. I don't know if you caught the last Hams and Eggs. But this is only the second time we've done it. I have not missed it. a single episode of Hams and Eggs, all one of them. So well, I that's do great. Understand I'm shocked you know what a podcast is. That is shocking news to me. I thought this was being televised. You know, it, it may be. We, uh, you're, one of your media guys is here with a camera, so you never know what's going so on. So we'll get the camera? Okay. I thought that was your attorney. That's not? No, 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 no I don't know. Um, that is amazing. We have a series of questions lined up. We're going to poke some holes into your history, and we're just going to find out where it goes. I appreciate that. Uh, I have a dark and troubled past, and I'm more than happy to uh, be talking about that today. Excellent. Excellent. I'm glad. Uh, you want to start it off with any questions you have? Now? Yeah. What, what the hell do you think an Ameristar is, since we're here in the beautiful casino? Did, I don't think we let off. We're here at the opening of the sports book. It's That's just right. open. We buried the lead. Yeah, we buried the lead. We're this here. Is opening day. This is maybe the only way we get Rick in front of our faces. So, Rick, tell me what you think the hell. What is an Ameristar to you? I, it's a, a fantastic establishment. It's by far the nicest place I've ever been to in my whole life. This is uh, East Chicago's finest, I believe. Uh, I think this casino is awesome. I haven't seen any of it. I just walked in the front door and sat down in the first chair I could. I was a little winded. Um, but no, I'm quite happy to be here. Do you want to, Bill, tell us, uh, kind of walk us through when we walked in the door, what was the first question we got from security? Yeah, um, the, uh, the security guy asked us if we were here for any specific purpose, and, uh, you know, we had a bag full of wires, which must have made him nervous just indirectly, but yes, we were here for a specific purpose, and that's to meet Rick Fieldsman. I would say security needs improvement, because as you said, I just said, I just had my laptop in here, and my microphone just pretty much fell out of my bag. He asked no follow-up questions. Is that a euphemism for something? Your microphone falling out of your You'll bag? You never know. That is true. He knew he meant business. Yep, it's business. Uh, okay, so Bill, hit us with uh, hit Rick yeah. with a hard, hard, hard question. Rick. Um, yes, Phil. I, I notice that you're missing one of your thumbs. Given that handicap, how difficult is it to type? Well, I've never actually learned to type. Um, this keyboard layout, I've never quite gotten accustomed to. You know, it's a funny story when you think, look at my background. I actually went to Northwestern University, majored in journalism. Right about that time, typewriters were coming out, and I could never quite make the conversion over there. And it's very difficult times. It's not one that I like to talk about, but I'm glad you asked the question. Do you, uh, do you ever feel like you're discriminated against because you just have one thumb? I've never thought of it that way. I think that does make sense. I think that uh, in a very competitive field, I am running about 90% based on my finger allotment. Outside of that, though, I think, uh, I think I have the brains and the capacity to do this. It's arguable, but we appreciate the self-confidence. Do you think Roger and Ebert were just slapping you in the face with their movie reviews, giving a thumbs up or a thumbs down? 
movie. Yeah, it's not one uh, that I've I've thought about much. I'm not a movie guy. I've never actually seen any movies that I can think of right now. Um, really? I, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no movies. TV? You a Netflix guy? Netflix and chill? No, I am a broadcast television. Uh, Two five seven nine. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's mostly, mostly what, I, what I consume. consume my, my, yeah. You strike me as a big SVU guy. I can see that. Kind of, sometimes. Yeah. Sfu? Sfu? Yeah, I think that's how Not familiar it. with it. Not familiar. Rick, would you mind just running us through your recent legal troubles in uh, the state of Illinois? Sure, sure. sure. Um, well, as you guys may or may not know, I currently work at Victory Auto Wreckers in Bensonville. Um, I do, I am on a tow truck. I run the tow truck. Um, do you know Victory Auto Wreckers? Are you familiar with of course. it? Dinosaur eating cars? Absolutely. Is that right? Have you ever seen that commercial where they open, open up the door, door and the door completely falls off? That was me. That's actually me. That is me. That, oh, wow. Yeah, that, that is, is me. me. I thought that gentleman had thumbs. No. Two thumbs. No, this was before the um, So on that day, funny story, how I got to work in Victory Auto Wreckers. Uh, I was living in my car, in that car, and I needed some money for my hobby. So uh, they came, they offered me $60. I thought they were completely undershooting. I went to go in my car to drive away. The door fell off. So I took that $60 immediately. They said they liked my style, gave me a job on the spot. Whoa. So then at some, what you bridge the gap for us? Then you became a Bears beat writer? No, no. no. So I've, uh, that was in the 80s. Um, I really was focused on collecting uh, Donruss rated rookie cards. I was <laughs> What's your, what's your best one? Give me your hit me with your best rookie card uh, you've ever I think had. My favorite rated rookie would be a Conseco. I think that's like an eighty-six, maybe. Maybe eighty-six. I don't know. Not a big research guy, so I have no clue. Yeah, yeah I, 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 lost I lost all those cards the next day after I started working there. So it was a it was an investment. It was tens of dollars that I had invested in these Donruss rated rookies. Sixty dollars, I think, right? Sixty dollars, yes, tens, tens of yeah. It's okay. Um, yeah. But so those are gone. So then I started working at. Um, uh, driving the tow truck, and uh, I live in that tow truck. And my legal troubles really started when they found out I didn't have a license, and I still don't have a license. So, Rick, why yeah, do you yeah. continue to just say you're like gonna meet us and you're stuck in traffic when I was pretty positive you didn't have a license, but you yeah. continue to lie to us? How stupid do you think we are? You're an asshole. For that. No, no, I, that was actually traffic. It was sidewalk traffic, though. So it was walking. Yeah, there are a lot of people on the. Uh, Sidewalks these days, so it's yeah. not actually a lot of construction on Ogden Avenue, kind of between Naperville and uh, Lyle. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly right. It's true, uh, Rick. Yes. Um, where did you lose your virginity? Uh, I I would say that that's still intact, if you would. And um, I would. Yeah, I would not make the the the. Pre- presumption, presumption. I'm not a big vocabulary guy, so sorry in advance. It's kind of fucked up for a writer. Well, well that's that's, that's explains a few things. It, 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 it sure, sure does, does. But, but it's, it's great, great for, for Victory, Victory Auto Wreckers, tow truck guy. Um, so yeah, I would say intact would be the best way to describe that. Okay. All right. Okay, so your Twitter handle's at Rick Fieldsman. Is that right? Rick Fieldsman. Yeah, it's All a good follow. Word. Your bio says you're a British royalty enthusiast. Correct. Who is your favorite British royalty personality today? And who's your least favorite? That's, that's a great question. question. So, so it's always been George Brett. He was always my favorite royal. Uh, I would say my least favorite right now is anybody who is uh, 
talking smack about my girl Meghan Markle. I don't know if you've seen in the news, but she's new to the royalty. Yeah, yeah. And it is, uh, it's, she's a, lo- a local yes. Yes. person, yes. right? Yes. right. Yes. yes. From what I understand, she's not been well-received, and it's just not right. Rick, that's a hell of a story, first of yes. all. Second of all, what are the names of all of your cats? Yeah, uh, so funny story. You must have uh, gotten that off of my uh, Twitter profile. I'm actually allergic to cats, so I don't own any. Uh, I take my cat consumption all through the, uh, the Internet when I go to the local library because I do not have uh, Internet for my tow truck where I currently live. So okay. I do look at a lot of pictures of cats, and uh, I don't actually own any, unfortunately. Did you see uh, there's a movie, The Cats, The Play? They're coming out with a movie. No, no I, I think I mentioned that, that before, before, Dan. Uh, I've never seen a movie. Well, so. there is, and I would give it two thumbs up. Oh wow, those are fighting words that, right there. That was that was, that was low? low. I apologize. I know that you, I'm still hurt. You, you, know, you know, Dan and Phil, you guys have been asking me to come on this podcast for a while, and I thought that yes. I would be welcomed here. And this is a uh, this is not, not what, what I expected. I expected. Okay, I apologize. I'll, I'll be cool from here on out. You don't have to be. It's fine. Um, What's your biggest regret in your life? It sounds like there's a few. Can you narrow it you down? Know, before we get to that question, do you guys have any like onions or funions? My blood onion levels are getting a little bit low. Um, I was wondering if you have any no funions. Dick is here somewhere, so I feel like we could ask him, and he's always got a pocket full he's of onions. Onion he's a big onion guy? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Right. Just look at him. The excitement. The excitement. The excitement. Here. I apologize that. I, blood onion levels are something that I watch closely, and every American should watch closely, so... I appreciate the reach of this podcast where I can get out to them. Have you placed the wager yet? I have not, I have no, not. but uh, I am looking forward to going up to that, um, uh, that table up there, the counter, if you will. Yes. Uh, I don't have any money, uh, so that's going to be a bit of a problem. But I was thinking about asking nicely to see if I can get like a comp. We'll, no, we'll spot you. Hams is throwing a few bucks that's, at us, and we'll pass it along to you. Excellent, excellent. Who do you, who, who do you like in the Bears this week? Bears, Packers, Bears minus three. Hit with hit us with a feels. Yes, yes, I appreciate that. Um, so prior to this, I was reading through my program guide for the year. Unfortunately, I realized it was a 2007 program guide, so I'm a little bit off on who they're actually playing uh, okay. this week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, still the Packers. They were the Packers, around the in Packers, 2007. The Packers, yeah. the Packers, the Packers. Green yeah. Bay. Um, yeah. And what is and the, what is uh, the, the uh, line? The line? Three. three. Bears three. are given three. Favored yeah. by three. Minus three. three. So I think the Bears will score at least three points. Yeah, so I will go with the Bears. Okay. Can't wait to spot you those bones. That's going to be I, great. I appreciate that, yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Hey, uh, I've been wondering this, and I know the audience has too. When you're traveling for work, what would you consider a guilty pleasure? Mm. Well, I travel every day in my tow truck. Um, so I would say when the air conditioning in my tow truck's working, that is very guilty. Very guilty pleasure that I go after. Uh, every once in a while, I'll hit through a um, like a, a drive-through to get some food. That's not okay. something I'm used to, so that's that's actually something that I really appreciate as well. Uh, so those are both very. I feel guilty about doing those things, eating food, but I okay. do. Uh, they are very pleasurable. Rick, have you even tried to get a uh, a reporting job recently? I'm glad you asked. Like, I'm very yeah. glad you asked that. Um, so uh, British royal enthusiast. So I was actually trying to become a, a beat reporter for the uh, British royal family. Uh, turns out it's very hard to do when in the U.S. and you've never actually been to England. So I decided to stop that. In 2018, I came to my fourth love, the Chicago Bears. 
I, of course, did what any uh, beat writer wants to do, created a Twitter handle and immediately tweeted the Chicago Bears asking for press credentials. That yes. was coming up on 22 months ago. I have yet to receive that response, but the request is in there. Okay. And it's been, it's been a hard time. Um, what I am thankful for is that I quickly got five followers, and those followers have doubled in size over the last 22 months. That's right. I'm here to announce I've officially reached double-digit Twitter followers, and I am finally getting the reach that I, I needed, and uh, that's, that's where my focus is right now. But okay. the, uh, the life of a Chicago Bears beat reporter is not easy. I don't know. You guys are in the media here. How have you felt? Have you felt uh, that you've been ostracized by some of the, uh, the players that, that be, the people that be at the, uh, at the Bears personnel front office, even the back office, if you have any comments about that? Curious to hear your experiences. You know, uh, yeah, I, 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 everything's been fine for me. I don't know about you, Dan. Yeah, no problems at all. Yeah. I had no issues getting into the gates at Bourbon A really? for camp. Yep. I was uh, actually looking for nah, you. Nah. I figured you'd just be milling around there throwing a football. No, I was at Bourbon A, and I waited uh, at, the, uh, at the press tent for a while, and they finally let me in when everybody left. So that was, um, that was a, not a very good experience. It was raining. All the press were uh, in, under a tent. They were all dry, and I was wet. What's the most important meeting that you've ever missed because of your irresponsibility, Rick? Oh, most important meeting. Uh, I had an appointment at the library the other week, and um, uh, the bus didn't pick me up. Uh, that meeting was... Uh, Why didn't you take your tow truck? It was in the, it was shop. In the shop. Did what it have to, to get it? towed? You don't see that every day, a double towing. Sorry, I've seen that video. It does, it does, it does, it does happen. happen. No, no, I'm not a meeting guy, to be honest. What I am is a uh, more of a phone call kind of guy. Um, pay phones are harder and harder to come by, so it's harder and harder to reach me. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't like meeting people. You don't like meeting people? Correct. Yeah, I, I, can, I can tell that based on. When was the last time you showered? Uh, it's been a while. Uh, I had an Evian water bottle that I dumped on my head right before this, so I would say that's the closest, so maybe one hour ago. Hmm. Okay. That's that's fair. You smell great. I appreciate, I appreciate that. that. I don't think he does. Yeah, it, I'm just it, being it, nice. I feel, feel bad about the thumb jokes. Yeah, no, it's, no, okay. it's, okay. it's the, I uh, It's the onions, though, that I ate this morning that are probably giving you that smell. Those, uh, they were in check this morning currently falling so hopefully we can get our hands, our hands so uh dr fieldsman why don't you give us your thoughts on mitch and what kind of year he's gonna have and by mitch you mean mitch album yep mitch, mitch. Yeah. and mitch trubisky, mitch trubisky. Mitch trubisky. you probably should know who this is if you're gonna be a bears beat writer like i said, like I said a lot of my research has been in 2007 chicago bears all right so who looks good in 2007 i would say, I would it's, say a, it's a strong strong team top okay. bottom bottom uh, but Mitch, no, I have heard him when I was at Bourbon A. I did see him, number 10, I believe, right? right. Number yes. 10. Yep. 10. Yep, you got it. 10, you, yeah. know what? you know he what? Is, he is, uh, he's going to bring the thunder this year, this year being his, uh, his second year. Close. His third yeah. year. Very close. close. His, thir- yeah. his third year. Yeah, third year. Third year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like where this Bears team is headed. I don't see any way they lose less than 10 games. I think that the defense might actually start playing offense at some point because they're going to be so strong. It's uh, it's a hot take that I have right now that I'm working on. Yeah, I like it. We like hot takes. And I actually, yeah, yeah I, I I typed that up. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a place to post my stories, so they exist on a Microsoft Works file okay. on my uh, on my computer. Okay. 
what I'm hoping is my computer gets hacked at some point and those articles get out on the dark web and distribute from a kind of a ground root operation. Yeah. So that's 22 months in the making, and I feel like I'm finally uh, making some traction there. Yeah, thank you. Is that where you lost your thumb on the dark web? It was, uh, it was a, uh, a darker web. Um, it's one, it was a little bit darker. No, it was actually a tow truck incident. Yeah. Yeah, it, um, I was towing a truck, and it uh, got my thumb. Nothing much more to say about that. I, you know, I didn't want to press too hard, so to speak, regarding the lack of a thumb, but did you ever find it? Uh, I, I did. Um, at the time, I was eating a, a Sonic hot dog, and I think uh, a portion of that thumb made, have made its way into the, uh, the hot dog. Did you finish the hot dog? I did. It was delicious. It was one of those drive through moments, one of my guilty pleasures of eating, and... Uh, yeah, that thumb I was never ever able to recover on the uh, the back end, so to speak. Phil, I was meaning to ask you, we, we did meet a while ago. When, when was we? that? Do you remember when, when that was? You know, uh, I don't, I, were you the person I was trying to bail out of prison a few years ago? I do that anonymously nope. sometimes. No, nope, no, nope, that wasn't me. Where was it? Well, this just happens. A little backstory. It just so happens that Phil and I met at the... NFC Championship game for the 2005 season. Do you recall this? They played you know, a little team called the Saints. Yeah, you do recall I do. this? I do recall this. Oh, yeah. Here's let me yeah. paint you guys a story here. Top deck, Waldron deck. Yep. Yes. Phil. Yep. Phil yep. Senior. Yep. Mrs. Phil. Yep. All there. Rick starts walking, sees this nice group of people, and they invited me in. Right. That's right. That's right. Nine yes. thumbs. Doesn't disappoint the Phil family. Uh, we were, we met. We got excited. Yep. Uh, we we tailgated a little bit. We did. The uh, the Colts were playing the Patriots at the time. Yes. The Patriots are up twenty one nothing. We said we're going to win this thing, yep. and we're going to make it to the Super Bowl. And the Colts end up winning. But we went in that game. Reggie Bush scored that touchdown. Did a flip into the end zone. Yep. And who's that guy? Uh, caught a pass uh, to get us in the lead. Bernard Berrien, I believe, had a nice oh, yeah. pass. Oh, and they ended up number eighty. They ended up winning. And if the snow started falling, and it was a beautiful moment. It was you know what magic. I did? I walked back out to that Waldron deck, and I was hugging the Phil family like you wouldn't believe. I believe there's some Swisher Sweets involved at the oh, time. Absolutely. Popping a little bit. of Phil Sr. was throwing those down. Oh, yeah. Sucking them down. And oh, yeah. uh, the champagne was popping. The snow was falling. Yeah, Phil was hugging me, Rick. This Phil, Jr., yeah. And senior, I believe. I believe there are yeah. dual hugs. It was a, yeah. But that was, when I think about uh, the Chicago Bears and meeting Phil, I mean, that, that's where the stars aligned for me. That's, it that's was a, a beautiful moment. It was a beautiful I moment. I did not. You look a lot different 14 years later. Yeah, 14 years has done a lot on me. I've done a lot. Uh, living in that truck, uh, there's a certain diesel smell that never really leaves you. It's the diesel. <laughs> it's the onions. It's the nine thumbs. It's the, the, the library visits. It's, uh, it's been a tough life. It's been a very hard life. Um, I would say things are getting better for me. That would yeah. be a lie. Okay. That would be a lie. Yeah. Uh, I obviously am happy with the Twitter followers. Not exactly the growth projection I had wanted. Uh, hopefully this gives me some reach. What, what's your current uh, viewer base here? You know, we, <laughs> we're in 16 states and three different countries, really? my friend. That is right. Because you're not much of a research guy, but you actually looked that up. Oh, I check it. Oh. Yeah, okay. I am addicted to checking that Buzzsprout site. I want to see where the ears are being hit by zero doinks. Oh, man. I mean, 
Dan and Phil, you guys got just a, a special sauce here. I don't know what you're brewing up. What's in the witch's brew? This is a lot of hams. A lot of hams. Is this, uh, is this segment brought to us by ham still? Is this uh, a ham? It oh, is. hams and eggs it's called. Hams, hams and, and eggs. eggs. Yes, yeah. I forgot about Thanks that. for paying attention, Rick. Yeah, um, I was not. So I'm glad this is hams and eggs still. Well, Rick, you look like absolute shit, but this has been delightful. Well, I just want to thank you. Um, would you mind if I plugged my social media? Go for it. Okay. Uh, on the Twitter, you can find me at Rick Fieldsman, all one word. On the Instagram, newly created account. By the way, tried to get a verified account, typed in my name, typed in my username. Guess what they asked for next? A driver's license. Oh. Discriminating. <laughs> Absolutely discriminating against me. So shit together. Yeah, so I'm hoping I'm somewhere here in East Chicago I can find a, a fake to be made somehow. But that is, uh, those are my uh, handles, Instagram, at Rick Fieldsman. And it is just an absolute pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. I can't wait to give you 20 bucks for you to put, just absolutely flush it down the toilet, not knowing anything about how to bet on sports. I, which, well, well, three, three points. points. Like, you think the Bears will score three points on Thursday? Yeah, I might get, I'm going to take the over on that. Okay, on the over. All right. Well, we'll agree to disagree. But I don't think you know how it works, so. Oh, no, I'm probably just going to give you a 10 now. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. I'll take, I'll take it. it. Thank you right. very much. Uh, hopefully I can be invited back. Uh, if any of you guys have a spare bedroom this evening, that would also be appreciated. Nope, not I. I'll have to, I'll have to look in my house again and see. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. This has been Hams and Eggs with Rick Fieldsman. Hams and Eggs. We'll see you next segment. We love you. Next, hams, Welcome to the third Hams and Eggs. We have an incredibly special guest today. His name is Tim. He's an attorney. He lives in the Midwest, but it's not Illinois. Tim, how in the hell are you tonight? I'm doing well, gentlemen. How are you? Uh, I'm aroused. You, Dan? Very wet post Bears win. That's true. Uh, To clue the audience in, this is fresh after the Bears' 13-point win on Monday Night Football. Uh, I think it was 13. Um and uh, we're feeling great. Second half was weird. It wasn't Dan saying it was not 13 points. I'm bad at math. After a few hams, we've had a few hams tonight. Um, apologies. Tim, you have been a resident of Iowa since 1998. At what stage of living in Iowa do your body parts immediately turn into corn stalks? As soon as you cross the Mississippi. Do you call it the mighty Mississippi in Iowa? Do you, is that what you call it? Never called it that in my life. Okay. Um, I noticed that you still have a beard. Did you grow and maintain that beard to hide your tears after Steve Alford didn't quite work out for the University of Iowa? Partially. Partially. Yeah. Um we don't mention Steve Alford's name very much in Iowa. He is thou shall not be spoken of, but but yeah, that was a rough stretch. 
His wife was very aggressive on the sidelines. Did you ever meet her? And I don't mean it in the biblical sense. Oh, me and Tanya. Yeah, we crossed paths a few times. But, uh, yeah, she's she's legendary when it comes to the first row of of Carver-Hawkeye Arena. Uh, Okay, so we just, you know, you just admitted publicly that you've lived in Iowa for 20 years. Do you own stock in FarmersOnly.com? Uh, I could. I don't know. I don't know for sure. Have you ever but, dabbled? I'm, your wife's not listening. Have you ever dabbled? I have not. But she might. She you know she might ask to listen to this podcast. I told her I was I was going to be on a podcast for the first time in my life. So she uh, she asked if I needed help to. Uh, you know, technically to join the podcast. And I told her that I'd, I'd let her know if I did. Are you publicly stating that you're anti-farmer at this point? Cause I thought that was a big Iowa Hawkeye thing supporting the farmers. I'd, we'd like to hear your answer right now. Hey, America needs farmers, Dan. America needs farmers. But apparently Tim doesn't need farmers, huh? Nah, not in the biblical sense. No. <laughs> this is going amazing so far. Tim corn cob to your head right now dallas clark george kittle or tj hawkinson i i gotta go george kittle george kittle mainly Why? well see well dallas clark and george kittle were both walk-ons and as you know us hawkeyes we uh we love to play the the walk-on motif um as i'm sure dan can appreciate uh I didn't but know that. uh but yeah, George Kittle just uh, Dallas Clark, Clark's a little overplayed, but I'll go George Kittle. Uh, by overplayed, do you mean sexually? <laughs> no, I, I was thinking the the story. You know, he's mentioned like uh, you know all the time whenever Iowa football comes up. But uh, you know, his his numbers weren't any better than any of the current tight ends. I think I tend to agree. You can never trust a man who's named after a city. Am I right? I would agree. Like George Kittle was like Houston Kittle out the fucking door. Yeah, you got to find someone else at that point. Well, I grew up in George, Montana, so fuck you, George Kittle. Um, Tim, your favorite Big Ten team besides Iowa. Like, let, Let's just say you never, you know made the mistake of going to Iowa, who would be your squad? We talking football or basketball? All of the above, including track and field. Lacrosse. <laughs> Specifically lacrosse, you asshole. I, well, Indiana basketball, because uh, they were they, – I know. That's, Is that because of Steve Alford? No, that's no. Steve that's, Alford angle there, right? No, that that goes back to the Calbert Cheney days. Loved Calbert Cheney back when he played for Indiana basketball. Um, football, I don't know. As much as I hate to say it, probably Wisconsin. Because even though we hate them, we kind of have to respect them at the same time. And I know Dan loves that answer. He just that is it. just a hot trash answer, and you know it. I feel like you're <laughs> fucking trolling me already. Should we just get into the gambling stuff? I don't, I don't, I'm already I ready. I'm puking in my mouth right now over these stupid answers, Tim. I, I, thought, I thought this was an Iowa tight ends podcast. I didn't know this was a gambling podcast. Oh, no, this is not. No. Just specifically We're Iowa tight ends. 
we just lulled them to sleep after that win. I'm half asleep right now, sitting outside of a Marriott hotel in Naperville. This couldn't be more awkward interviewing Timmy Boy and bum bumblefuck Iowa here. We just want to know about gambling, don't we? No, it's true. We uh to clue the listeners in again, and I apologize, listeners. We keep toying with your emotions. Dan and I of Zero Dunks are literally sitting on top of some, you know, hardscape here in Naperville outside of a hotel after the Bears win. Uh, Tim, quick question before we get into gambling. Just one more question. I, I know Dan's upset. Um, you were, as Dan was, a Division One athlete. You were a you were you were a cross country. Uh, I don't know if it was scholarship or not. I hope not because I've seen you in tight pants. Uh, quick question: Were you ever molested in a locker room? Define molested. <laughs> um, showering with a seventy-six-year-old. Not a seventy-six-year-old, but th- there were showers that uh, you know had had to have groups in them. Let's just say. I I want to do some some research on the Iowa cross country coaching staff so hard right now, but I'm out of time. Dan, I'm going to kick it to you. I actually heard Hayden Fry was a big loofah guy for the cross country team back in the day. True or false? You know, if, if that was Hayden, that was a hell of a costume. Let's just say that. All right. So can we, can we talk about the gambling stuff? Is that legal now? I think, well, it is legal in Iowa. It's not in Illinois. And we're extremely jealous of you, Tim. And I feel like every time you send us a text about missing out on a bet, like a part of me kind of loves that you're losing money, but also I'm jealous that you are up a lot of fun. Um, I don't know how any of it works in Iowa, are you attached to a specific casino or is this like a DraftKings situation? Walk us through how you got set up initially on sports gambling in Iowa. And if you had to pay in corn initially, go. No, we actually, we actually use dollars like the rest of the United States. Um, but uh, that's hard to believe it, it is. But uh, so gambling was sort of fast tracked in Iowa. It was, it was brought up in the, you know, in the legislature in the spring, uh, our legislature, uh, quits in April, May, because most of them are farmers, you know, so they have, they can only go half the year. So and this has been Iowa law talk. <laughs> so it was passed in, I think May and by August 15th, they had it live. So, uh, the, the there's about 25 casinos in Iowa, believe it or not. Most of them are absolute dog shit, but I don't believe uh, it. You can Google it, look it up. Um, the casino nearest Des Moines Prairie Meadows, uh, is one of four that uses William Hill for its, uh, for its sports book. And, and when I say sports book, I use that term loosely because none of these things should be considered sports books. They're basically thrown together tables with TVs. And it, frankly, they could have done a much better job if they wanted to make a whole bunch of money with people going to the sports book. But um, the biggest seller is that William Hill has a pretty good app. So uh, 
at least all I had to do was go down to Prairie Meadows to the sports book and plop down some cold, hard cash, download the app. Um, and away you go. So, so is that, that, so it was, cause I think that's supposed to be the stipulation here when we get rolling is that you have to go in for an initial deposit and they basically have to verify who you are, but then you never have, have to show up there again. Is that right? It, well, in Iowa, at least as far as I know right now, we still, if you want to deposit more money or if you want to withdraw from your account, I think you still have to go uh, to the sports book in person. I don't think we have mobile deposits yet. They said they're working on that, but obviously we'll see. I have a feeling, and I, I can't back this up with any stats, but is that to double check that you're not a sex offender, Tim? You specifically? <laughs> It, it could be, or that I was sexually offended at some point in my life. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, so you've you've put down <laughs> you've put down a little bit of cash so far. I know you've sent me screenshots. We actually talked about it in episode eight. Um, have you noticed? if the lines are fair or not, is there a weird amount of juice in one direction or the other, especially with like money line? I'm a big money line guy. I don't know if you've noticed anything weird. Uh, let us know. What, what have you seen so far? What I've noticed is the lines on William Hill. Obviously that's the app that I'm using are pretty fair. I will tell you that one of my, uh, the partners at my law firm who used to practice out in Vegas is a big gambling guy. Uh, and he actually stopped at, the uh, casino that's just to south of Iowa City on the way back from Chicago the other weekend, uh, Riverside Casino. And he said, uh, for whatever reason, they're using their own private company to do the sports book. And he said the lines were all off by a point, point and a half. I mean, just weird lines in terms of what you could get at the normal, you know, William Hill or whoever else, other the big operators that run the other sports books. So I haven't seen any of the weird lines on that, you know, that I can play, but I've heard uh around the state some of the some of the smaller sports books have odd lines from every now and then you, uh did you, maybe i missed this i'm very distracted by there's a there's a random goose drunk goose uh, not far from us <laughs> did, but are you saying the juice is it different for iowa iowa state in-state teams or is it generally the same across the board because what we experienced it the fucking Ameristar, which is the worst, is juice is higher for to, if you take the Bears. Uh, it was different for money line and for points. So you're yep. seeing the same thing with Hawkeyes. But let's clarify that was fucking Indiana. So they don't even count, except for Northwest <laughs> Indiana Bears fans and generally any Bears fans that listens in Indiana to Zero Dunks. You can follow us at Zero Dunks. We love you. To answer Dan's question, um, yes, um, you've, you're generally going to get, if it, you know, the line for an Iowa game or an Iowa State game um, will be generally in, you know, like you said, if if the normal public line out in Vegas is, um, you know, I don't know, just to use an example, Iowa, you know, minus three, it might be Iowa minus four, four bad and a half. Bad example. Here. Don't use Iowa as an example. It's bad. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, to answer your question, you're going to see a slightly different line. and I, And I think that would be probably at any of the states that have – legalized sports gambling but i'm but wait, wait, wait i'm just saying like the the um the juice would be like you know it's minus 110 typically f like in vegas is it going to be like minus 114 115 for iowa specifically 
Uh, I haven't seen that, at least on the app that I play. It's been mostly just 110. Um, you know, actually, I think I haven't compared it to, to any of the other sites to see whether it would be different. Um, so, Did you do any homework before this interview? No, none at all. All right. <laughs> Thanks for not doing any uh, research. Not a big research guy, huh? I <laughs> can tell big, you're a big fan of the guy. show. Um, live betting. Live betting's a thing that I think you already answered it earlier for us that the line was minus 23 and a half for the Bears. So I think that answers that question. Is there live betting pretty consistently for all games or is it specifically for like big games, just NFL? What what have you noticed in terms of in in-game live betting? Because that's a huge part of how I like to give my money up to Vegas or whoever wants to take my money. The uh, what I've noticed is it's uh, they actually have it on most college and pro games um, every weekend. Uh, for instance, I know a couple weekends ago the um, I'm a bigger, as Billy knows, a bigger college football fan than I am uh, pro football fan. But the Oklahoma, I didn't Oklahoma, know that. <laughs> The Oklahoma-Houston game, uh, I think the over-under was like 80 or 81. And for whatever reason, the first 10 minutes were scoreless. And so it had dropped in-game to like 62 or 63. And I just pounded the over and walked away uh, with a pretty good uh, day on that one because it ended up at like 78. Wow. I uh, First of all, I'm impressed. Second of all, have you had to put your house on the market due to some severe losses? Not yet. Actually, um, what I put down, I think I'm technically up 30 or 50 bucks total on the year, but it's been some wild swings. I was up a couple hundred after the first first couple weekends and then not so good recently. So, you know, it happens. Did you, bet on the, did you lay down some cash on tonight's game? You know, I didn't. Um, I thought it was kind of a weird line. Um Looking back, maybe I should have put some cash down. I I, I like the Bears uh, when I first saw it, but I don't know. I, I... Wow, we're all winners in hindsight, huh? I yeah. just think it's weird you didn't put down some cash and you knew you were going to be talking to us post-game here. So I don't know that you're actually gambling at all. I'm, I'm not sure I'm buying any of this shit. <laughs> actually, I was at uh, my son's hockey practice for the first half. So, you know, the, the funny thing is um, the with the gambling app uh, – it just makes watching the game so much better. So I, I tend to gamble on the games that I actually am able to sit down and watch. Like for instance, I had Notre Dame on the money line this weekend, just cause I thought it was like, I think it was plus four eighty, And I thought, what the hell? They got a chance to win the game. Um, and they almost did, but um, I, I just threw 10 bucks down on the money line. Cause it makes it better to, to watch the game. I think. Tim, um, you and I are both white sex fans. What do you think about Eloy Jimenez getting 30-plus home runs his first full year in the major leagues? Not even first full year, his first year in general. What are your thoughts? Do you even get any White Sox games in Iowa, by the way? Actually do. I I have uh, Comcast Sports or what is now NBC Sports Chicago, whatever the hell it's called now. But, uh, yeah, so I've watched the White Sox games. Eloy is – he's the best. Um, have you have you noticed I, his bat is just so damn heavy? Like when he hits the ball, I, I feel like it. it, it I know. I, I feel it's a pop fly, and, it's, and he hits it 420 feet. 
Yeah, so. him and Abreu both. And it, it, this is not yeah. a White Sox podcast, so I, I want to clarify that. I don't want to get too far in the weeds, but I love both him and, you know, Mancada. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Tim, let's segue here. What do you miss most about living in Illinois? It's been a long time. You still have family here. They're not, you know, Lots of in your... Yeah, a lot of family. What do you miss most uh, outside of your family? Let's assume you don't miss them at all. What <laughs> do you miss most about the land of Lincoln? You know, Gretch could be listening to this podcast, Billy, and she'd be very offended. But um, I, I probably miss uh, the um, the access to all the stuff in the city that you would have, um, not just sports teams, but all the other stuff. I mean, Des Moines. Shopped. <laughs> That too, that too. Although, you know, um, you know, if you go into rural, rural truck stops in Iowa, Dan, you've got a lot of good, uh, a lot of good sex shops out there for the truckers. So you gotta be, uh, you gotta keep that in mind. I don't know what that means, but fair enough. <laughs> um, I'm almost out of questions, but I'm still jealous about the whole fact that Iowa beat Illinois to the legal gambling game. It pisses me off. I, I, but the best thing that came from this hams and eggs is the fact that you've rattled off like eight to 12 casino names in the state of Iowa. I am so impressed. I got to be honest with you. I don't know if Dan feels similarly or if he's jealous or impressed. I don't know. I'm jealous and impressed. I'm, I was hoping to come on this and shit all over you, Tim. And it's, I feel like I failed myself because you nailed it so far with your knowledge of casinos. I'm actually legitimately worried now that you might have a gambling problem. <laughs> Remember these, uh, these so-called casinos are, uh, you know, a casino truck stop and a diner all in one. So um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take my knowledge uh, that seriously. Uh, last question for me, Tim, did you see a red shirt tight end for the Golden Gophers circa 99 to 2001 play at Kinnick. Is it Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City? Did you happen to see a guy that may have shook a hand of uh, Kirk Ferenz or something of that ilk? You know, I, I, I did go to all the games back then. And, Billy, I think you even came to an Illini game back then. But um, I, I do remember the Minnesota team and, and, a, and a guy that had a, a quite nice uh, nice rear section that I noticed uh, walk out on the field afterwards. And, you know, that could have been a walk-on tight end. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who that was. I'm sure he was a real douchebag. Uh, Tim, you like to, uh, throw some shit at me about Iowa football and I believe you called it tight end you. So I just did a little bit of a deep dive of the history of Iowa and Gophers football here. Do you mind if I run through it real, real quickly here? You gonna you gonna tell me all about your national titles from 1941 and 42. Uh, oh no, I didn't. I left all those out. But should I jumped, I'll jump to the, uh, do you know how many uh, pro how many Gophers are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Do I take uh, a stab at it? I'll say. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll go I'll with Iowa nine. first. Ooh, you were close. It's seven. Iowa has three. How about the College uh, Football Hall of Fame? Uh, Iowa has fourteen. The Gophers have twenty-two. But I will say Lou Holtz is counted as one of them, so he probably shouldn't <laughs> be in there. So let's call it twenty-one for the Gophers. <laughs> 
Uh, now, Iowa does have 22 first-round picks in the NFL draft, which is pretty impressive. Gophers just have 18, so you got you got us there. But we've had 333 players drafted. You've had 282, losers. Um, we've had, Gophers have had 33 All-American selections. Iowa's had 27. So we're still ahead there. 18 conference championships for the Gophers. I think the last one was probably in the 40s, so we'll just skip past that part. Uh, Iowa's had 13. Uh, Gophers are 61-48-2 all-time against Iowa, but I think Iowa's won, like, they've won the last four. I'll give you that one. Uh, here's a, the dirty trick I used to have for Iowa was shitting all over Kirk Ferentz and how much money he makes. So I did a little deep dive, and I think he makes less money than Lovey Smith right now, so... Tim, don't you feel better? You don't have Lovey Smith right now. Well, they've got to pay for that beard because that thing's fantastic. How did you not beat Nebraska, by the way, in that game? That was terrible. I know it was. Uh, I know when you look at like total yards gained for the game, Nebraska was two to one against Illinois, but Illinois was up fourteen with like three minutes to go in the third. It's terrible, Lovey Smith. Ah, go fuck yourself. Full, full Tim, disclosure, I, full I, disclosure, I, I laid, laid the 13 and a half on Nebraska in that game. So, And I took the Illini. I was, that was my only winner on zero dunks was the Illini. That does beg the question, Tim. Actually, I forgot to write this down. Do you factor any thought at all with William Hill into the Big Ten minute? Do you, like, do you listen to the Big Ten minute and say, I got to fade the doinks or I got to go with one of these doinks? What what say you? Honestly, that's why I took Nebraska last weekend because I heard Billy talk so poorly about how I, uh, Illinois plays the mobile quarterback. So I thought hmm, maybe he's on to something. Billy's watched more Illinois football than I have certainly in the last decade. So we'll try it. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm. I think the best news about Illinois eventually getting uh, legal gambling is that you cannot, for whatever reason, you're not allowed to bet on Illinois sports, like yeah, college. Like you can't bet on Northwestern, DePaul, Illinois. Kind of weird, right? But oh, it's totally actually, weird. it's totally weird. But what a gift for me! I would, I'd be blowing so much cash on Illini bets that I'd be going the other way. So it's a gift. Totally weird, but a gift for Bill Doink. Actually, that's a that's a personal rule I have. I actually don't bet on Iowa games. Uh, I'll play the total if I have to, because uh, I, you know, can generally have a strong feeling. But I don't bet on Iowa games because it's just too much, too much personal feelings. When that corn stalks against your head, you're like, I just got to play that total. I'm gonna <laughs> smash that under. It's gonna be a real smash mouth Iowa football. Iowa Iowa State just exchanging field goals. Yeah, I Actually, I did have the under in that game. That's a good call. Yeah, Dan. I know you did. We all did. I, you know, in going through that exercise of Minnesota, Iowa, I was lining it up. I didn't feel great about any of it, but bottom line for me is I just felt great. I wasn't an Illini fan. How about you, Tim? You know what I'll say about the University of Minnesota? Uh, the Les Bolstead Golf Course is a very nice place to run cross-country meets. And you have a little statue of a gopher on that golf course. That's maybe the best statue of a gopher I've ever seen. So that's that's what I'll say about the University of Minnesota. You know who uh, who made that statue? Bob Dylan. Oh, I thought maybe Lou Holtz did, but you know. Nope. Stuttered his way through it and couldn't make it. 
I thought it was Clum Haskins before he became an actual gopher. Um, this has been a riveting hams and eggs. Tim, we are so grateful that you joined us on a late Monday night after a great Bears win. They covered they covered the under. So Rick Fieldsman, he was humping the under. Oh, they not cover the Oh wait, no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They cover the over. They, co- <laughs> they cover the points. They went over. Rick Fieldsman, he was humping the under. He was wrong. That's the first loss of the year for Rick Fieldsman, I think. Is that accurate? Maybe. I I'll be honest, this whole interview, I've been off. And uh, part of it has to do with the 14 Miller Lights slash hams that I have enjoyed, mostly hams. Um, thank you, Tim. Thank you for being an attorney and doing God's work in Iowa. I, I hope that you are called to the judge's chambers after this interview and you have to explain yourself for your beard. And we love you. We thank you. I don't know if Dan has anything to add, but zero doinks we love you dan anything i love you tim thank you both zero doinks doinks zero doinks follow us everywhere we'll be back after the next segment hams and eggs All right, welcome to Hams and Eggs. We have our fourth guest. I think we determined that before we hit record. We're going to change gears a bit here because the Bears are fucking killing us. And we're going to talk to a buddy of mine that I've known almost all of my life, uh, who's a Bulls season ticket holder. Say hello, Kyle. Hello, everybody. (laughs) God, you sound great. You sound hey. amazing. Yeah, are you in a tunnel of some sort right now or Lawrence Taylor's asshole, which is a callback uh, one of the other episodes? I'm in my office. You know, I'm, I'm staring at a, a D-Rose autographed basketball, a Ooh. D-Rose Lego set. It's great. Awesome. My, it's my man cave. Yes, love it. So let's just, let's jump off here. So you've been a season ticket holder. Do you know how long? When did you start this? awesomeness i was thinking about this today it's been at least a decade i can tell you uh, i came in with i think skiles was the coach so i lived through skiles del negro uh thibodeau fred hoiberg and now jim boylan so five coaches in probably at least a decade that's kind of fucked up. I, I, I mean, that was like <laughs> you running through that was the like the image of all the Bears quarterbacks in comparison to Brett Favre over the years or Aaron Rodgers. That's I just went through the same mental exercise there. So you started off. I, I'm trying to remember you started off in the 300 level originally, right? I started off in the 300 level. So now you're on the club level. Is it still a Lexus thing? Uh, still the Lexus Club. Yep, two hundred level. Do you ever get pissed off that they let all the Lexus Lexi? What's a what's a plural of Lexus that they let them park along the sidewalk? There is that still a thing? I, every time I go to the game, I get screwed and end up having to park as far away as possible from the gates. So, yeah, yeah, that, pit, that pisses that, me off. 
It always pisses me off, and I have almost no skin in the game. Um, Bill, you what? You got any questions? Initial? I do. I do. Let me let me throw something at you here, Kyle. And thank you so much for joining us. You look amazing, and you sound great. Um, question for you as a as a decade long season ticket holder: Who is more handsome, Bulls GM Gar Foreman? or former Washington wizard and star of my giant George Mirasan. <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> oh man. Um, more handsome. I'm going to have to go Gar. I, I, I guess yeah. I, that's, that's, I don't know that there's a good answer for that question. Speaking of Gar, I, don't think I've still ever heard him speak, but I think you've been to events where Gar Pax has hold Q, held Q&As for you fancy pants season ticket holders. Is that correct? That is. That's correct. Um, uh, does he sound like a, like a drowning turtle? Because that's what I figure he, based off how he, his face looks. <laughs> he, uh, he, he, look, he sounds normal in person. I, I I have no issue with how he sounds. He just his, he just looks weird. Is his face very greasy in real life? Because it seems that way when he's sitting up at the lectern. <laughs> they don't really let him out in public anymore. I think uh, he's kind of taking a back seat. He's like the the guy behind the curtain, just doing all the magic tricks. He's the Kenny that Williams. No sense, he's the Kenny Williams of the Bulls, <laughs> right? Or is that yeah, Pac? Like I that. can can't I can't keep it straight. How do you how are you feeling about Gar Pax these days? Eh, I, you know, look, you know me, I have a long view. So, um, you know, I think on average, those guys have done above average, like over the course of whatever, the last 15, 20 years, however, they, however long they've been running the ship. But um, I mean, I think my patience will kind of wear out if this current group doesn't really materialize into a, um, into a competitive ball club night in, night out. So, you know, I'll give, I'll still give them another year or whatever They you know, they were, they were, they've had some issues picking coaches, I think is one of, one of their bigger problems. You know, they've done well in the draft. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt on this rebuild. Real quick. We'll just talk about the current bulls and then we'll move on to some more fun stuff over under this year wins 34 and a half. We had a conversation over text. I was feeling real good about the over there, but they've gone off to a pretty rough start so far. Where, how are you feeling about where their things are going to end up for them this year? I mean, what did they, what did they had? Uh, I think what 22 wins last year. So 34 is a pretty significant jump. I mean, I think that's pretty rare in NBA to get a kind of 12 plus 12 wins over the prior season. Uh, I mean, Man, I'm going to – I want to say the over just because I'm a loyal season ticket holder, but I feel like 34 is about right. I'm going to take the under just to make things interesting. Just the hat, the hook's getting you. It, it feels like they're going to be fun to watch. I mean, they're definitely going to put up points. Is that – you know, compared to when they can't shoot threes and all that shit. I mean, is it more frustrating when they put up all these points and they just let it slip away? Like last night against the Knicks was a pretty shit, pretty much a shit show right at the end, right? With an 18 point lead, I think pretty late. Is that more frustrating to you than, than just not being able to score? Yes. 
I mean, I, I'd say, um, you know, the last two years have been about rebuilding and this year it's like, Hey, we have our team. They publicly stated they plan their goal is to make the playoffs and they should in week Eastern, uh, Eastern conference. But, um, you know, it just seems like they are not gelling. I mean, they look great in preseason, the offense is flowing, great ball movement. And then last night, you know, just struggling down the stretch. I don't think they scored for like the last three or four minutes of that game. Um, and I just, I would expect more out of that group at this point, especially when you add some veterans. So mm-hmm. that was, mm-hmm. that was certainly frustrating. Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, they have some great young talent. They should be f- more fun to watch. It's just, I think, a matter of figuring out which groups of guys play well together. And, um, you know, for example, they, uh, they've been playing um, uh, Luke Cornett a lot. And I, you know, he's been okay, but I, I really like uh, Gafford, the guy they drafted this year. I think he's, yeah. he's going to be good, and I'd like to see him get some playing time. Who is your guy? Who's your guy on this team? Uh, well, I should say Chris Dunn because the Bulls mailed me an autographed Chris Dunn jersey last year. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I filled out a, 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 sur- a survey about who my favorite Bull was, and lo and behold, it's autographed Chris Dunn jersey arrived. <laughs> we'll see if he's still on the team after the trade deadline. That said, yeah. um, I, Levine's still my guy, man. I mean, light skin life forever. That's my dog. <laughs> he's fun to watch. What do you think you... What do you think you could get for that Chris Dunn jersey right now? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking about wearing it out for Halloween, and you know, it's just like one of those things where you just don't give a shit about what happens to it. But um, nice guy, hard <laughs> nice work guy. All right, so I got more random questions about being a season ticket holder. How over the years would you said almost a decade? How many different people or specifically different ladies do you think you've taken to the games over the years? Oh, man. Um, I got to be careful with this because I told the current lady I'm dating that I was going to be on your podcast. So she uh, who knows if she's going to hear this. But um, it's been over 10 years. Over 10 years. I mean, mean, man, let's just say (laughs) we're talking unique, different, unique women. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like Rory might know the answer to that. He's seen me with a few. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I mean, let's just say on average it's five or six per year. So that's 50 to 60. Oh, I am hammering the over on that number. Got a, got a harem there's, going on. I, you, I th- Was that last year? I think I went to a game with you and the bartender who's there at every United Center event, the, the guy with the mustache, George. gave you – George, he gave you a ton of shit for bringing a dude to the game, and I think he was questioning whether you were switching sides. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I enjoyed it, and I love that you know George, and he knows. I won't get you in any more trouble. Hey. He just knows over the years you've brought many a ladies to the game, and I tip my hat to you. They all love it. No, One actually good. had the nerve to ask the guy sitting next to me for the last five years how many girls I brought to Bulls games. I don't know if I told you that story. Yes, I do know that story. That's, yep, that's you true. have told me that. Well, She wasn't it, invited again. No, understandably. <laughs> um, along those same lines, have, have you ever been mistaken for John Legend? And if so, did you immediately tickle somebody's ovaries? I mean, ivories? <laughs> I, 
I have been asked if I, I, I am John Legend or been told I look like him um, all the time. Usually it's drunk white women. Uh, <laughs> you know, you would be the first sober white man to say that, Bill. Yes. Who's, who said he's sober? Yeah, and, that's uh, a great point. You also, <laughs> sucking down the hands. You, you also have a brother who's mistaken for Drake all the time. So Only at the YMCA in Bloomington Normal. Yes, yes. Um, all right. So what over the years when you've had to sell your tickets and you've been in the midst of some very dark times for the Bulls, what – Who's like the team that comes into town that you know you'll be able to sell your tickets immediately and for a good price? That's 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 easy. In fact, I've already sold them for this season, right? Um, the Lakers, the Warriors, um, this year Houston, the, gone. For, yeah, okay. More than what I paid that, for them. All right, that makes sense. You've also been to quite a few games, maybe not necessarily Bulls games, but a lot of nba games in the league how does the united center stand up in comparison to those other arenas so yeah the united i mean the united center is great i um i think they do a great job with that arena they keep it updated um you know i remember seven or eight years ago i went down to atlanta and went to what at the time was phillips arena and it was garbage um so i i think the bulls and uh i guess the blackhawks too uh, they do a great job of keeping it updated. And obviously this year they have the new scoreboard. Um, you know, when I look at that thing, I just think, man, that's, thank you, Jordan Bell. Um, you know, the Bulls, <laughs> the Bulls traded them for, for cash considerations and, you know, Chicagoland lost its mind thinking like we were trading some great guy. And I mean, I think uh, he's kind of shown what he is. And so I'm so glad we have a scoreboard yeah. ahead. Uh, hand up on that one. I was real pissed off when they let Jordan Bell go for cash, but I can't wait to see that scoreboard now. It's great. It's like, it looks almost like real when you look at the ribbons and stuff. So sweet. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think we've all been bearing the lead here. You are a very proud university of Illinois alum and a huge sports enthusiast for our beloved Illini. Quick question. Let's play a quick game of Kill, Mary Smash. All right. Bruce Weber, Lon Kruger, Bill Self. Go. Kill, Mary, and... Oh, okay. So this is like MFK. Yep. But We're I cleaning got it up for our podcast. Why are you, wait, We're why not. Are you why are we, why are we cleaning it up? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are making me think. No, Bill thought he was cool by using smash instead of the word. I fuck. did. And, and to be honest, I was inspired by... Uh, a previous episode of Estrogen and Eggs that Dan kept saying the word smash. And I thought, oh, that sounds great. I'm going to say it to Kyle. And I I immediately regret it. So I meant fuck, Kyle. I meant fuck. Murder, fuck, and kill. Wait, who are the three choices? Bruce Weber, Lon Kruger and his unibrow, and Bill Self and his toupee. Uh, I mean, I think you got to... You got to marry Bruce. Um, nice guy. Came up from uh, Southern Illinois. Yep. You know, yep. obviously yep. led the team to uh, its first national championship. So you got to marry that guy. Uh, maybe. I, I mean, kill. Maybe you kill. 
uh, Bill Self. Um, and I guess, I, I mean, the thought of smashing Lon Kruger, I guess. <laughs> I, I have no good reason why, except he's all that's left. So well, that, there you go. It's sort of like cams at two in the morning. You know, you look it, across the, the bar and there's a there's someone with a unibrow that you just want to take home. Yeah. I, just, well, that's yep, it'd just be just be two humans and three eyebrows between the two of you. God. I feel like we're um, in an Ernie and Bert threesome right now. This is amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh I don't know where to go from here. Wherever you, you want are how are you feeling about the Illini? Let's just let's just jump into that. You're a booster, right? Can I call you an Illini booster? I'm a ambassador. Uh, no, I, I don't know. Can yeah, you... sure. I mean, I, yes, I donate. I've given money to the program over the years, um, and yes, I I uh, I like to try to raise awareness about the programs and add some positivity to uh, kind of what's been going on the last decade, but. I'm feeling good. Uh, we're talking basketball. I'm feeling good about the team this year. Um, I'm actually going to be going to Tucson. They're playing Arizona Ooh, this year. Yes. Ooh, so whoa, whoa, whoa. we'll be going down for that game. I don't think it's the two teams have played since 05. I don't know if that's right, but it might I be think... true. Is that in uh that's next weekend, isn't it already? It's coming up fast. It's, uh, a week from Sunday. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I mean, look, go to the I, Grand Canyon I, game on Friday too. I don't even know where. Yeah. I assume it's in the Grand Canyon or around the Grand Canyon. I was going to say I don't know where it is, but it's in the fucking name of the school. My bad. <laughs> I'm I'm going to be missing that one. I am going down for uh, the Rutgers football game on Saturday though, so yes, yes. I'll be in Champagne. But um, oh wow, yeah, that'll they, be exciting. They got a lot of talent. I think um, you know this kid from Jamaica, Kofi. Like he's supposed to be unlike any player we've had in Illinois history um can run the floor athletic um you know seven footer i think so i'm 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 very excited to see the team play obviously you got io coming back you got trent frazier you got um just a lot of other guys with some experience and i think they're going to be uh fun to watch hopefully they can uh sneak into the tournament this year so as a booster which player are you responsible for giving money to this year none dan Hey, let's let's not forget. I'm unemployed. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not giving money to anybody. But okay. I All did right. renew my Bulls tickets while unemployed, my Illini basketball tickets and my football tickets. So Ooh, that's you know, how you know you are a true fan. That is impressive. Yes. Um okay. So I got a few more questions, random questions. There was a few, uh, it's been a number of years back. I was with you at a nightclub of some sort and uh, one Mrs. Scotty Pippen was hitting on you in this club. Two questions for you. Do you feel that that was the beginning of the end of their relationship? And the second question is, do you know if she actually tipped the server while she was there? Uh, the answer to the first question I don't think so. That was like 2005 or six. Whoa. I feel real old. Now. Yeah. That was a long time ago. And, um, you know, to be clear too, she didn't introduce herself as Larsa Pippen. She was just like, Oh yeah. Like I'm married to a guy that was an NBA basketball player. She was very kind of coy about it. It wasn't until I, you know, kind of reeled her in and got her to open up that she 
disclosed who her husband was. So hmm. anyway, I think that was well before there was any documented, you know, turbulence in that relationship. And in terms did of she, tipping, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, where did that yeah, question come from? You know, uh, Scotty, no tipping Pippin, right? He's notorious for oh, uh, being I, cheap when it comes to tipping people. So um, I just hope that Mrs. Pippin, well, they're not married anymore. I would just hope that she was more respectful. Yeah, I don't know. I bought her a drink, so. I was this I was this at a Bloomington Normal Applebee's by any chance? Where you where you guys were? <laughs> this is uh, in, this is in Chicago, I believe. It was Enclave, Ooh. the name of the nightclub. You know, Monday, January fifteenth, two thousand seven. It was Martin Luther King Day, a one p.m. game. I was with you, and they were playing the San Antonio Spurs. You were a participant of sorts for this game. Do you want to tell the story, or would you like me to tell it? Why don't you tell it? I want to hear your version. So I'm sitting in the stands. I think before the game, we got there early so you could sign up for the tic-tac-toe competition, which if anyone's not familiar, there's two participants, one on each end, each basket, you make a basket and then you run to the center court to put down your X or your O piece. I don't remember what you were, Kyle. Let's just say you were X. So you were doing pretty well. Uh, you, I think you hit your first one, ran over, threw the X down, uh, ran over, threw the X down again, and it was pretty close. But the other person was struggling a little bit. And then you, for some reason, you hit another layup and you had an easy win, but for some reason you put it on the wrong spot. But when you came back, you came sprinting back to the basket. Benny the Bull, I think, was throwing you the pass. Is that right? Am I remembering that right? Uh, yeah, it was all it might, have been, it might have been one of the threw you a pass and sort of crossed you up as you were hitting the lane, and you fell extremely hard on the paint. <laughs> so goddamn hard. <laughs> and for some reason i knew like five other people at that game and i immediately got a flurry of texts like is that kyle's doinks out there (laughs) just but i will say you got a very it was a very warm cheering from the crowd because you did get up you hit the basket and you won but my favorite part is you came back up this is when you were sitting the 300 level you came back and sat down and you were like so out of breath and it looked down on your pants. It looked like you were bleeding, like you had red streaks all down your jeans. And it turns out it was red paint from the lane. You hit it so goddamn hard. You brought up paint from the lane and it was on your pants. Am I remembering this correctly? That's all, that's all correct. I don't remember Benny getting in the way. I do remember falling. Um, I remember, I just remember you being in the zone. You, I mean, you were in the zone and you hit, you hit the floor hard and it was like a, from the crowd. Cause that's an electric event that nobody, nobody's going to take a piss during that, <laughs> that portion of the game. And you, everyone just sort of went, Oh, I heard and you told me people were booing when I put the piece in the wrong place. Oh, too. people around us were booing. There was a guy, I, I think he had season tickets around you. Like you may have known him. He was a huge asshole. And just kind of didn't realize it was you. And he came back up and he, I think he felt bad because I heard the whole thing. I, I forgot that until you mentioned it. And then he was like, hey, good job, man. He he wanted to pat you right on the back. But 
that was one of the best days of my life. So thank you. You're welcome. You know what I won for all that embarrassment? An oversized double XL Bulls windbreaker that I never wore. And it was worth it. I would do you still have it? You could package that with the uh with the Dunn jersey and see if you can get at least two nickels hey, out of retro's it. Retro's coming back, man. You're going to be wearing double XL windbreakers <laughs> in the next year or two if the trends continue. Oh, I'm already wearing double XL <laughs> and I'm trending towards triple XL, my friend. Damn. That's all right. Hey, I just have one more question for you, Kyle. So you've known Dan Doink forever. What what was he like in high school? Our audience is dying to know. And B, did you ever take a ride in his Batmobile? He had referenced his high school vehicle earlier in a in a previous episode, a, a Batmobile of sorts. I don't really know the details, but tell us a little bit about Dan Doinks. I'm trying to think here. The Batmobile. That was a uh was that it? What was that? A Lincoln? It was a Mercury. It was a Mercury. Yep. Mercury Cougar, baby. <laughs> Rawr. That thing was pretty sweet. I do remember riding in that. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yes. Um, what was Dan like in high school? That's that's a tough question. Oof, Dan's, always been, Dan's always been that guy where you're like afraid to make fun of him because you know that he can make fun of you better than you can make fun of him. So you just don't make fun of them. So like, I, I know that doesn't really describe what he was like. But that does actually, that, that does, that's, that's a good description. There's a lot of things I've wanted to make fun of Dan for, but I'm like, man, if I do, I don't like playing with fire. Right. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go there, but he's also like a super nice guy too. So you also don't want to make fun of him for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously very likable guy, very popular, um, a very gifted athlete, especially on the football field, even though I didn't play football. Um, I do. Here's a fun fact about Dan. When we were uh, playing basketball as kids, I remember, um, so we always used to play against uh, a local community center called Western Avenue. And Western Avenue at the time I don't know if this is still the case, but they had a, a female on the team who was, she was kind of like the female, like junior big baby Davis, if you will. You know, <laughs> you didn't I really, will. you didn't, <laughs> you didn't really want to mess with her. Otherwise, you know, you might end up she was a, stuffed in a locker or something. She was a badass. She was, she a, was badass. a full-fledged badass. Yes. So, you know, female big baby playing for Western Avenue against us. We were on the YMCA team. I just, for some reason, I will never forget the fact that, you know, Dan had his like fancy Nike Air Max sneakers or whatever they were. They were like gray and black. And this chick had the same pair. So Same shoes. Every, <laughs> I, think- I always think of Dan and double zero <laughs> from Western Avenue in the same vein. And I, I had to, I think I had to guard her too. And everyone busted my balls for shit a while <laughs> she was a bad she was a bad chick uh <laughs> i think they were scotty pip i think they were gray scotty pippin shoes actually that sounds right that sounds right yeah 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 did she uh did she put a triple double on your ass dan or what happened i i'm pretty sure she did she was a 
Yeah, she was a badass. I think she made me look bad many times on the court. She did. Well, I like it. I like that blast in the past. Anything else for our our uh, gifted guest, Kyle? There, Dan. Yeah, I don't think so. I appreciate it, Kyle. This was kind of a pain in the ass with some technical difficulties to start, but thanks for giving us a little flavor of the life of a bull season ticket holder. It's a good distraction from the bullshit bears. What do you- I think I'm all set. Yep, go ahead. I haven't listened to Zero Doinks in a in a minute, but um Oh, thanks are you a guys, lot. Are you guys are you guys still on the Trubisky bandwagon here or what? Has that shifted? Nope. Yeah. Yep, it has. He broke, he, he broke our hearts. We, yep. we can't. Yeah. It's on, you guys done. on record. You're done. Yes. I'll give you the short answer. We're done with them, but we're stuck with them for this year. Yes. There's nothing else that can be done. We're stuck with them. So we got to we gotta deal with it for now. But yes, we're done with him. He stinks. He's an idiot. All right. Well, I look forward to next year with uh, Colin Kaepernick or Teddy Bridgewater. There we go. There you go. Chicago, you heard it here quarterback. God damn it. (laughs) It's been a while. Cordell Stewart, maybe the last, right? Jason Campbell. Oh, my bad. You could, you, you could, you kind of look like Jason Campbell. Really? He's pretty handsome. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go with it. Well, thank you, Kyle. Thank you for joining us for, hams and eggs we appreciate it man thanks for putting up with our complete bullshit thank you anytime fellas appreciate it talk to you thanks dude Right, we're back with Hams and Eggs, a special episode. I think to talk about the show Ballers, there's four of us here, and I think only half of us have watched any of it. Uh, I'd like to welcome on Pat Doink. Should we just go with Doink as your last name? Works for me. Thanks, guys. Happy to be uh, here. Yeah, thanks. And Rory Doink. Yes, Howdy. also happy to be here. Rory has very large headphones on right now, and it's making me very <laughs> uncomfortable. But we're gonna—I'm gonna battle through here. Bill, how are you? Oh God, I'm doing great. I might not be wearing pants, but that's a surprise for later in Hams and Eggs. Are <laughs> for the fucking course. All right, so Pat is the other. I—I I was a Ballers fan. I—I kind of hate to admit that. I guess fan maybe is strong. I just watched it because I got nothing else better to do, but. Pat, it joined me on that journey. We didn't watch it together. That sounded kind of creepy. We <laughs> held hands and watched The Rock just chew pills at an aggressive rate. Um, <laughs> but, Pat, give me some thoughts uh, initially on what you think of the show Ballers and how it ended in comparison to the finale of Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, I feel like both of these shows kind of left me uh, wanting more, if you will. The the thing that got me into Ballers at first, right, was they were publicizing this as like the the entourage meets the football world, which is interesting, right? 
And yep. it made me think back to that ESPN show. I can't even remember the name of it, but it was on for a hot minute. It had all this controversy. Playmakers. Playmakers, that's the name of it. All this controversy, and they canned it after one season. And I thought, okay, maybe Ballers on HBO will be even better with boobs. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so so I got into the show thinking that it would be great. And honestly, like the first two seasons were a-okay and were kind of on trend, but then it got weird. It's like they didn't think that the show was going to be on that long. And The Rock was like, the paychecks are too good and I'm in Miami. This is pretty fucking awesome. I'm just going to roll with it. And whoever was in charge of the scripts just didn't give a fuck towards the end. It was incredible. Well, I think it was uh, Bill's boy, Richard Bendenhall, was uh, in charge right at the end there. Yeah, executive producer. Yeah, and I think he was right in most of these episodes as well. I think he was in the NFL for how many years? Five Uh, tops? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, Rory's saying two, and he's probably right on the money. I think he... He, he tore his groin and maybe somebody else's and was off the Steelers pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, but didn't he? He had a pretty solid run with them, didn't he? I thought he made an all-pro team, maybe. I think he was, yeah, a, a bit of a flash in the pan. First rounder. Nah. Is he a drugs guy? I feel like he got busted for drugs or something. Did I make that up? <laughs> Attitude I, I problem? Think... Some, there's some no, red he... flag that I'm not aware of. I think Rory's got stats on him. No, but... I think he just, like, he, he was almost, like, too smart for his own good. I, I think he yeah, just decided that. to retire, like, super early. He panicked about the concussions. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't think we need to talk too much about ballers. It's, two <laughs> yeah. of us don't have a fucking clue what we're talking about. But a few things – yeah, go ahead, Pat. No, no, I'm sorry. It's your show, not mine. I'm the guest. Go right ahead. Well, here's a few things that bother me. The end of season four was centered around The Rock taking down the NCAA. And I was like, <laughs> all right, this is leading into something good. The la- the fifth and final season never addressed it once. Nope. Just never addressed it. It nope. was like the big finale. He and this kid, he was helping get into college or deciding where to go. And they like had a signal at the end where they were, maybe they were talking about doing coke. I think we've, I think we've mentioned coke for three straight episodes now. So if you had that on your doinks bingo card, <laughs> put it down. But they just never addressed it in the fifth season. Right. And that was the weirdest thing too. Like they, so wasn't he allegedly paying the kid's mom as well or something at that same point? And then it, the, maybe the NCAA got on the phone with HBO and said, you guys got to stop this. Yeah, bullshit. this is getting real weird. But then, um, then you flip it though. And you think about the way that the last season went. And if you're, this is what blew my mind. Like you would think that the NFL had say over some of the stuff that's in the show. Yep. And basically, they make the owners look like the biggest jackasses in the world. They're sitting there in some random-ass airplane hangar at the end to have this huge convoluted negotiation over the CBA. And The Rock rolls up, cracks his knuckles, and basically says, I think you guys should grant retiree medical benefits. And they all rolled over for no reason. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. So then it was, you have a, it was, it was dumb. Yeah, you have a fictional... Wait, hold on. We, are we? Yeah. This, this yeah, is the deepest weird. plot dive of ballers <laughs> in the history of the U.S. Yeah. I mean, who's watching ballers and then is mad about the plot? I, that's I, a great how, question. I have no excuse. It's unbelievable. This. Yeah, and and the biggest shock to me is there was five seasons of ballers. Yes. What <laughs> the hell? That's unbelievable. It was Meatball Entourage. Uh, Yeah, of (laughs) course, for five fucking seasons. It was fucking Uh, horrible. Horrible. 
Uh, I had a lot of Pat. I think we were texting about this. I had a lot of problem with some of the acting in this. No shocker <laughs> oh, there. Meatball yeah. Entourage. There's a guy that plays a Cowboys D lineman for I think oh, three seasons. Oh. I thought he was like just an ex NFL player that they jammed <laughs> in there. Uh, and I look, no, he's he's a legitimate actor, and he could not have been worse. I mean, when they had, I mean, The Rock is a better fucking actor than him. That shouldn't yeah. happen, right? He's still he's still a wrestler, right? Well, and then you 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 raise a great point. The actors on the show are complete ass. There's no doubt about it. Except then they bring in Denzel's kid, who's actually really good in like he's things good. like The Black Klansman, and yep, got yep. An Oscar nomination. Like he's slumming it on the fifth season of Ballers. Yep. <laughs> what the fuck you doing? Bill, and and uh, Bill, you'll appreciate this. He played uh, for the Rain Fire in 2007. <laughs> All right, the yep. Rain Fire. Hi, oh, right, right. There we go. Yes, more German. <laughs> um, the other guy that really bothers me is the Rams owner. I think oh, he's, yeah. his, his name is Kevin Durand. What? Not Kevin Durant. Kevin with a Durand. D? With a D. <laughs> he looks like a cracked out Elon Musk, yep. which basically yep. means he looks like Elon Musk. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I saw, uh, someone on, I, I was trying to Google and figure out who it was. And someone said he looked like Christopher Walken with a really bad sunburn. Uh, <laughs> But his face looks like it's melting, and he holds his mouth like he has a bunch of sores in it that he just can't get control yeah. of. Oh. Um, yeah, he just... shook me up. So his Wikipedia page, yep. I, I, Bill I just unsnapped his onesie, yeah, actually. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> his Wikipedia page and his <laughs> under personal, it says that he's really good friends with Russell Crowe, which, number one, right. explains sure why he comes off as a huge asshole, and two, was definitely written by kevin durand himself right 100 percent true uh, the guy the guy looks like the germans that are melting in the end of temple yes, of doom he yes. is one ugly motherfucker that guy if you're listening I, I mean that with the most sincerity yeah he's not he's not listening he, <laughs> no, i don't even not. think he has ears from the sounds of your description <laughs> oh yeah he's very a lot of surgery going on in that face oh, but yeah. Uh, I don't listen. We don't have to talk about ballers anymore. It's this dumb show. I, I'm shocked we spent almost nine minutes on it at this no, point. No, this, this is amazing. And, to it's scintillating yeah. conversation. And there was only one aid comment. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only this thing, is the biggest joke. Dan, okay. I, I, have, I do have one question because I couldn't figure yeah. this out for myself. So, Rob Cordroy's character has that huge facility that he's building. Yes. Do we know what the fuck that is? Is he like nope. running a cult? What is this it's thing? Sports complex in. Odell Beckham's involved somehow, and he also is a very poor actor. Is anyone shocked by that? <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah, it's this show sucked. Put a nail yeah. in it. It's fucking yeah. done. <laughs> done. Done. Yeah, they didn't know how to finish that. They... It was on. It was on before John Oliver. Oh. <laughs> That's why I would catch it. <laughs> and I was Silicon Valley uh, replaced it this week, right? Or big, big that show's much better. Much big better still. Um. All right, Bill, what, what do you got for us? No, yeah, it's, uh, well, first of all, it's hard to transition out of ballers. Uh, you know, you just I can't do all it. Of, yeah, I, yeah, where <laughs> where does one go from here? Let's just, it's should really we just hard. end it? <laughs> <laughs> no chance, no chance. So to clue our incredible audience in, I was roommates with Rory for four years at U of I. We knew Pat in high school. I knew Rory in high school. Rory in 
and Dan Doinks might be related. There's no DNA evidence suggesting that for sure, but it's possible. <laughs> so, so we've known each other a long time. This is not the first time we've had a four-way on a computer screen. Let's just call it <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I have a few questions, we, and I'm sure, Dan, you have, you have questions for these two as well, but uh, I'm just going to rattle off a couple, okay? <laughs> um, Rory, you and I roomed with each other uh, like I said, for four years, but freshman year specifically at Garner Hall at U of I in about 150 square feet of dorm room. How would you describe the smell of oh, that God, room? That was brutal. And that was at the height of eating bad and that college food. I mean, my gas could not have been worse. I mean, we had that, I had the, that beanbag got blown out. There was like a beanbag <laughs> chair. That was like a Chernobyl site. That thing. I mean, that. Yeah, it you're it was of, pungent to say the least. You're kind of burying the lead too. It was 150 square feet, and then you had a third person that was oh, stuck in there as well. Oh good my point. god, that's that's right, Kevin, Florida Kevin. There, that, that's <laughs> yes. very true. He he had the top bunk, and God knows what Rory was doing on that lower bunk once the <laughs> yes. lights went out. It was it was graphic, and I'll never like that summer we moved in freshman year. It was it was a very hot like end of summer and we had no air. I mean, my body oh. never recovered from that. I mean, I'm I'm <laughs> like I was permanently different. I, it was uh, yeah, that that was a rough yeah. Those are those are the good times. Phil, yeah, I thought you were going to ask me. I really want to get this on the record. I mean, I was thinking about I was thinking back to college and I still can never remember that when we graduated and we left the apartment, <laughs> the last apartment and you just walked out, you left everything, your clothes, your computer, shoes, everything. I did. That's true. It's a true statement. I had a very small car, and I, I, I packed as much as I could into that car, and I got the hell out of town. I was, I was shocked. They gave me a diploma. I didn't know what was going on. It was like the beginning we, of a dateline where a guy goes missing and all of his stuff is there. And they're like, what the hell right. happened to him? I remember going back at the end of the summer. We still had the apartment for like a couple more months. And my dad is like, is Bill still living here? I was like, oh, no, he's gone. He never coming back. Now, yeah, Bill, but it, in my defense, it was basically a bunch of dirty underpants and an X-Files poster. So not... Not a lot of action going on in that room. Yeah. That's for sure. Did you, oh, was it more that you were afraid of the squirrel that was also living in there? That's true. There was a squirrel that lived in the ductwork that ran over my room. I think I was out of town for one week and I came back. There was a fucking trap when I came back. I was like, what happened here? It was Unbelievable. ridiculous. Unbelievable. And we thought that place was nice. We Remember? <laughs> We did. It should have been condemned 14 years ago. Well, I guess we didn't even. I'm old, actually. We're all old. I, oh, I, that yeah. seemed like a long time ago. I think we were graduated 14 years ago. That's yeah. embarrassing. Pat, congratulations. He he has a newborn son. And I want to know, what is your newborn son's favorite Chemical Brothers song? <laughs> uh, he's a huge setting sun guy. <laughs> he loves to get up in the morning and Get his uh his EDM on, if you will. I don't even know if that's EDM at that point. I pre predated it's, it. I don't know. Like Bill yeah, said, we're old. <laughs> we are very old. Um, you went to Indiana, Pat, and Sorry that to sucks. Hear it. Yep. yeah. Uh, you played for the water polo team, 
and that's not a joke. I have three questions for you, all related. One, did you wear a Speedo when you played? Uh, yes, the answer is, of course, I wore a Speedo when I played. And I'm going to surprise you right now and say that Speedo is probably no less than 50 feet away from me at this moment. I still have oh, it. Nice. <laughs> no, did not nice. need to know that. No. Was that a personal choice that you wore it or was that part of the team uniform? Uh, well, I would guess, uh, you know, it is technically team uniform, but it's not going to stop me from wearing, you know, getting my freak flag on and wearing my Speedo wherever I damn well please. No, that, I think, that's how they do it in Bloomington. <laughs> I think Rory's wearing your water polo headgear right now. That, that is true. That is true. This is Warren's headset, actually, for something about Mary. <laughs> Don't fuck with it. That's right. That's absolutely. Uh, and Pat, just to tie a tie a ribbon around this. Uh, what, what are we talking about? Room? <laughs> What was the locker room shower situation like uh, for the water polo team? Uh, pretty much how you would imagine it. A borderline prison-like. Uh, a lot of splish splashing going on. And some some gratuitous nudity. What, can, what else can you ask for? Did you ever shower with Tim, Iowa Tim's cross-country team? I did not, but I did shower with Bob and Pat Knight. He choked me. I'll leave it to your imagination as to where he oh. choked me. <laughs> that. That is amazing. Uh, Rory, um, how old were you when you f- watched your first adult film? <laughs> God, that, that's a great question. That might have been, it had to be freshman year in the dorm on Telnet, I think. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Really? I, I mean, maybe not, but yeah, that's really when things got cooking. You know, I remember being in that, in, in the, the champagne dorm there. Oh and you had the like, it, it was the local network of of the dorm. And so you could just tap into anybody's porn. And it, it, it really opened some eyes. I'll never forget that horse video, Bill. You know, I also remember there was one, there was a guy dressed up as a wolf banger at Riding Hood. And it, I mean, he is like a full wolf for, I like that one. That was, that was good. <laughs> like that one. <laughs> That's good. Dan, Dan do you have anything now? to add to that one? How much would you pay for a where are they now for all of those humans that you just described? Oh yeah. I mean I would love to, I mean I'd love to know where the wolf guy is. Absolutely. <laughs> but the there's guy, no no way any of them are still alive. No, that horse, no yeah. Well, that horse yeah, <laughs> You don't, uh, you don't get that down on a horse and come back from that. You just don't yeah. come back from that. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, so I don't know. I mean, uh, age-wise, you know. Uh, so anyway, I, I'm not sure I answered your question directly, but uh, <laughs> no, uh, you did. I think you, you answered yeah. it in very yeah, graphic detail. That was great. Uh, <laughs> a, a related question: How long has it been since you watched your most recent adult film? How long ago was that? Oh, well, yeah, it's uh, uh, 24 hours ish, you know, maybe 26 hours. During the Bulls game yesterday, I was half watching that and half getting just browsing around a little. Uh, so that's a real thing. <laughs> you're, I don't know. Your camera is shaking so much right now that I'm thinking oh. right yeah, it now. Might it, it might be. Sorry. Your time is. The yeah. most recent time is now time. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, if this, yeah, depending on how this goes, I may have to fire it up. But uh, yeah, that that was about right. So okay. Have That's you ever fair. searched and wherever you view adult films, Wolfman costume? <laughs> I, that's a great question. I bet you I have, and that's not. I'm not super proud to say it. You know, I mean, could you imagine opening up that search history like over the last 15 years to see what you're looking at on a cold, dark winter night? Jesus, I don't even want to. You know, talk about going down a shame spiral. I, uh, <laughs> well, I, by any chance, if we looked at your Google history, Rory would. Indiana water polo team show up at all or no? <laughs> I I mean I couldn't say no for sure. I mean you like you know you just don't know where you go with things. I'm gonna you know? I'm gonna bring the two worlds together. My junior year of college, uh, one of my neighbors who was on the water polo team was living in a dorm, a you know, freshman kid, and uh, they shot a adult film in the dorm rooms next to him like one of these like like pros come and visit the college kids things and it was a huge scandal the That's, video wasn't all that good that, that sounds like where dreams are made of right there <laughs> needed more wolves needed a lot more wolves. Um, pat um let's let's kick one to you you were the last to get married out of all of our friends, at least my friends. I can't speak for, for the other two in this in this foursome right now. How close were you to buying a cat and just calling it quits? <laughs> uh, uh, well. <laughs> Was that a um, shot at Kyle last week? <laughs> Kyle, You'll Kyle never is, know. Kyle and his cat collection and his oversized clothing collection that's coming back, apparently. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We need fashion corner with Kyle, as Rory suggested via text. I like that. That's good stuff. Uh, I was, you know, I was doing okay. I kind of enjoyed my my single life there for a while. I did have a dog for a hot minute. A cat was not in the picture, but I certainly wasn't ruling it out if it continued the way it was going for another two years. Maybe pick up some knitting, really get into Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, it was trending that way. <laughs> there were a lot of questions that were being asked. <laughs> That's totally, totally fair. Uh, Pat, if uh, if it was your last day on Earth and you could only pick one of the following things to do, which would you choose? A, attend a 2 chains show. <laughs> B, give someone of your choosing a butt cut inspired by your own high school hairdo. <laughs> or C, walk barefoot down Green Street in Champaign. Oh, God. Um, you know, I haven't been back to Champaign in a while. I heard that they've kind of cleaned up Green Street a little bit. I, I liked gritty Green Street more than what this uh, gentrified version of it is. Um, I would go with the... I gotta go with the butt cut. It's it's a, it's a horrible hairdo. <laughs> What's your problem with 2 chains? Uh, I don't have a problem with 2 chains. <laughs> That'll be the quote of the day, right? <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. Big time. Um, all right. That's fair. Uh, Rory, um, what does this show have to do to get your dad to grow his mustache back? What do we have to do? That's a great question. Yeah. You know, we, I always, I like to think back like, like 20 years ago, right. And Dan knows this, like, like all our uncles, everybody had a mustache. That was just, 
Yep. It was automatic. I felt like it was the Rhode Island police force. And then, <laughs> it, and then now nobody has a mustache. Bill, oh, your dad, I think, had a mustache too. Oh yeah, right? he did. So, God, yeah. he, my dad must have late. sucked. <laughs> yeah, I think his upper lip. I think his. I think Jim's mustache area was green for the first four years after, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah like if you take it, it was only like fourteen years old actually. His upper <laughs> lip, because the mustache had been on there so long. Uh, <laughs> but uh, can you yeah, imagine so no, how? I think, oh, go ahead. How different did that first Miller Lite taste? Uh, sounds oh, mustache yeah. for him. Yeah. <laughs> Freezing cold. Oh god, not as good as a ham's would taste. <laughs> I can't wait to get rid of this beard. I, I'm getting, you know, I got the, I kept the naked beard for you guys for one more day, but uh, <laughs> I'm ready to get it off. And so well, speak. I bet you are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, we covered that one a few minutes ago. That's for sure. Uh, Rory, during winter break, one of those winters when we went to U of I. You and I had the pleasure of shaking hands with Vern Troyer. What is your oh, most gosh. lasting memory of that day? I yeah, just well, I mean, his hands were so soft, and I I mean, I still love Vern. I made the Vern pogo stick stand on your own penis joke within the last <laughs> seven days. Actually, <laughs> I just it's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, like a Baby's a harm holding an apple. Uh, I, yeah, Vern is, yeah. I mean, he's my first love, I think. Uh, no. uh, mostly I remember Yorktown Mall, Bill, you know, and <laughs> standing in line at two 20 year old men to meet a, a weird midget who was in an Austin Powers movie. <laughs> it was. How much do you think we paid for that? I bet we paid like it's 50 bucks. Not enough. Not yeah. enough. In in hindsight, not enough, but yeah, right, I mean, it right. was yeah. R.I.P. Vern. Yeah, yeah. What would it have done to you if he was in a Wolfman costume? <laughs> Immediate Pepper needs a new pair of shorts situation. <laughs> well, you would have been at the mall. You were at the perfect yeah. spot. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I would probably go in a three man. Where Vern's the third in the three man. I mean, I that's. Who says no? I don't say no. Well, he's awfully dead right now, so yeah. I'm going to say he's not going to say anything. <laughs> uh, Sounds like Murray's prom night question. Yeah. <laughs> I can't back that up at all. Uh, uh, yeah. No, no. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pat, you first of all, Pat, have you ever considered going by Patrick? Uh, I did go through a name change about probably 15 years ago for professional reasons. <laughs> it was a, it was no a great joke. Move. I don't know why. I just randomly flipped it. I have no reason or rationale for it. It's uh, it's that's totally totally great. Uh, <laughs> you, um, what was I going to ask you? Oh, you're the defending champ of our fantasy football league. Do you have any clicks to pick for this upcoming weekend? I'll tell you who not to pick is that motherfucker Adam Shaheen. God, does he suck? Oh my God, I can't believe he was a second round pick. That made me want to throw up all over myself. No, nah, I think I think he's going to turn it around this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I haven't really looked at the schedule upcoming uh, for this week, but I do think that uh, 
It really doesn't matter. Yeah, no, it really doesn't matter on the Bears. You're going to do a deep dive on the schedule to see which yeah. shitty Bears player you're going to pick up. Actually, you know what? I will say this. I Montgomery still is intriguing. It seems that they've rededicated themselves to the run the last two weeks. So I guess there's that. But it's about I, damn time. That, that offense. I mean, come on, man. What the fuck is going on there? It's ridiculous. Do you um, – this is for both of you. And this I, – I want to know the answer to this for real. And this year has given way too many examples of this, but I'm curious, how do you guys cool down after a red hot Bears loss? Like, do you, because I still get fucking pissed, and I'm pretty sure Dan Doinks does too. What does, what does Pat Doink do after a Bears loss? Uh, probably involves drinking. No. <laughs> uh, what do I do? Probably, probably flip to the bulls and get even more depressed. Like Sunday was just an absolute bloodbath for Chicago sports. It was unbelievable. God. That's true. Um, yeah. I, you know, I find solace more in basketball and certainly the start of this season isn't uh, leaving me with any happy feelings for the way the rest of the year is going to play out. That's fair. What about you, Roar? Yeah. You know, what I've turned to is I'm a big glutton. Like I love going on Twitter or, or listen to the radio, like, I like just, like, drowning myself in all the hate after they suck, right? Like, I like I immediately turn to Twitter, and I just want people to get crazy again, like, take them to task, get real heated up. That, I don't know why I like that, but I do, like, I immediately want to see them just get crushed, in tw- uh, you know, by yeah. random fans. The one, I used to, like, going on to, like, if, back when I was living out in the suburbs, you'd flip on sports radio, and you'd get, like, OB, and he would just lose his shit in the most, like, crazy, angry, old, I've played, and kick some asses kind of way. It always killed me. He wouldn't it's, even it, take calls. Yeah. He would cut him off. <laughs> it, that's actually, that's. That's my favorite part, too, is because no matter how mad you are, there's someone that's even more mad that's probably beating family members. And their <laughs> first the first thing they do is still call into the score to <laughs> shout about how long they've been a fan of the Bears. And they're yep. more angry than everyone else. It that it makes yep. me feel better. Like I like, OK, I'm mad, but come on, these people are wait these people are suicidal it makes you wonder what their houses look like like are they just shrines to like weird random ass bears like i I can't even come like jim miller's sweaty ass or something like that (laughs) it would almost be as weird as like someone who had a christopher reeves poster in their apartment (laughs) yeah and 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 my favorite and one of those guys they'll throw in like uh well i played two years of varsity in high school (laughs) so now let me throw my opinion at you (laughs) i love that it's good no i feel better that uh yeah the twitter hate that's a new thing you're right and that's it does feel good in a weird way it feels real good it's like i want to see all of you guys flogged right now by (laughs) This random NY Bear fan, yeah, you know, I mean, whatever, it doesn't even matter. It's yeah, it's there true. is it's real cathartic. It's a, it's actually Twitter sports. Twitter is such a good break from what it you know Twitter really is now these days, where it's all politics and bullshit like that. But like when people get so fucking pissed about stuff, whether it be football, basketball, baseball, like the Cubs this year were incredible for this too. Just puts a smile on my face to watch somebody lose their fucking mind over something that, in the grand scheme of things, doesn't mean shit. <laughs> Except here on Zero Doinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
anything do we uh, want, anything to yeah. add yeah go ahead good yeah go ahead. do we i think we referenced it uh last week talking about the ice cold falcons bears game oh, back in the day oh. and I, we mentioned our buddy pat who went to the bathroom at halftime and just never came back i think we mm-hmm. was texting even a thing then i feel like it was uh just Boy. mashing a bunch of keys together a bunch of times <laughs> to send out a short t- ah, it was around but i feel like you just disappeared and i've I don't know why I've never, I think of that game and I think of you just leaving. So every time I I go to Soldier Field now, I always think, all right, I check the weather and make sure that it's going to be at least a balmy 40 degrees before I even think of going down there. I mean, that one, it was. I was reminded, I was reminded as well from uh, Joe, another potentially family member of a a couple of ours. He mentioned, he, he was there and he remembers you were, covered in barbecue sauce his gloves. and, your, and your, yeah. your gloves were covered in barbecue sauce <laughs> and your nose and your nose was real runny so it was frozen barbecue sauce just stuck to your upper lip now is now this that, accurate that's 100 percent accurate and it may have something to do with me being the last one of us to get married <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, no, I, I remember the, the rib sandwich from Robinson's that I think Rory had. It was like it came out piping hot. And by the time it got it to his mouth, it was <laughs> absolute ice cube. Well, you guys remember the thing was like I went on that stretch where and it started the year, the Mike Brown interception return year. Yep. When Bill was uh, he potentially uh, an employee but anyway so I mean, yeah, i'm allowed to say that but uh yes, that's but, right but yeah because you were hooking me up with tickets and they were i would i went on a stretch where like i saw them win every time like 10 straight games and joe and i would eat the rib sandwich at halftime and then it became a thing where i had to eat the rib sandwich even in zero degrees when you don't want it because it was a it dictated whether they would win or not and, and that's and that's how you end up with Pat just covered in rib sauce on his gloves. I, <laughs> and he I was crying in the bathroom with Uncle Gary and just walking <laughs> home. I left that game at halftime, and I tried to get a cab to get back up. I was living on Michigan Avenue at the time, not that far away. Couldn't get a cab, had to walk. And as you guys mentioned last week, that was a game where uh, we absolutely were just pummeling Vic, but then they pulled Orton, and it was Grossman that came in. And the crowd went apeshit for Rex Grossman. Yeah. And even I walking home, it warmed my heart. I was like, yeah, go get him, Rob. Go get him. Fun <laughs> fact about that game is it was so cold is that my penis is permanently an inch shorter, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it never came back. It never bounced back. <laughs> never. That's, that's great. I'm not going to ask you to prove it. I'm not. Yep, uh, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Never bounce we, back. We believe you. Sorry about that. <laughs> Sorry about that. I, fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a fun fact. Yeah. So anyway. No, that's good. Rory, did you, I assume you lasted this, that whole game, so to speak. You did not. <laughs> you, you didn't. You didn't well. fail. That's not something anybody's ever said about me, but yeah, no, we stayed till the end and then also walked back to my tiny little apartment. Yeah. We, cause there were no cabs or whatever. So yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, that was, that was a good one. I remember those were the good days. <laughs> a little different than God today. Damn it. Yeah. I would take Rex or Orton right now. Yep. 
Well, in their current state. Yeah, exactly. Rex has got to be like a giant pot belly, and I'd take him right now. Tucker was back in town for an opening of his wife's store over by us last weekend. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, if they came in and made Cutler an offer to play out the rest of the season without even like being in shape, I still think he'd be better than Mitch right now. Oh, for sure. He was wearing it worse. He was wearing an unbelievable turtleneck too with this thing. It was awesome. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. It's, now we're all depressed again. God damn it, God Bears. Damn it. God damn it, Bears. You just you I suck. will say, Bill's got a V-neck on right now that kind of looks like that Ben Stiller V-neck from when he was on SNL, the Doble V. It gets so deep, <laughs> it dips under his sack. Just, <laughs> I love it. I've never seen wow. so much of Bill's chest in my life. I, I That's really not like true. It. That is absolutely <laughs> not true. It's absolutely false. It's, unfortunately, it's false. Uh, or fortunately, I don't know. But uh, yeah. Debatable. Real debatable. Yeah. This has been this fun. Been I don't, there may be four and a half people who will enjoy this. The half being Fern Troyer. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun. Yes. This was awesome. Thank you, Pat Doinks. Thank you, Rory Doinks, for joining us on Hams and Eggs. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thanks, guys.